0: Welcome, everybody, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the uh, fabulous Scotty Freytown, and I am sitting here with the uh, very twisted Tyler Dean. Tyler Dean, baby, how are we doing? Very twisted tonight. You're very twisted. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, and also in the house, man, we got a full house here tonight. We we got the uh, dazzling Dylan Kelly. What's going on, Dylan?
1: Sharing a mic with Riggs tonight, we're it's share- all good.
0: It's all right. You're gonna be just fine. We're gonna get. We're gonna get a new core here. I, I. We just got that full house going on. And speaking of, of Riggs, we we've got the uh, the very jazzy Josh Riggs will be here today. Pretty jazzy. Pretty jazzy. jazzy. I'm, I'm
2: also very jazzed to be here. And he's feeling jazzy very voice. jazzy. Or or. or uh,
0: the uh, very monolithic Martha Ford, as we <laughs> like to call him. Um,
3: so so what we're doing tonight for the uh, first time. Well, we did a little trial run with with Bill, and he kind of showed us. And so this this episode, while well, it's also going to be recorded and edited to be on SoundCloud, iTunes. It is also being
0: recorded
1: live on our Facebook page. Yeehaw! Well, I'm glad I could inspire you guys to uh, do that, and hopefully it just brings more eyeballs on we're
0: doing. It's inspiration all day long.
1: A.K.A.
2: Earballs.
0: <laughs> right in the earballs. Actually, it kind of does fit that way, doesn't it? Right in the earballs. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, first things first, let's get right down to business. The uh, NFL scores. Week 3 preseason, NFL scores, and... Uh, Right off the top of the right off the bat here, uh, Thursday night football game. Philadelphia Eagles took on the New, New England Patriots. Uh, the Patriots beat the Eagles thirty-seven to twenty. Nate Sudfield, the star for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, twenty-nine for thirty-nine or twenty-two for thirty-nine. Excuse me, three hundred and twelve yards, three touchdowns, one pick. And Shelton Gibson, five receptions for ninety yards. Over on the Patriots side, Tom Brady, he started quite a bit. He got nineteen for twenty-six, one seventy-two, two touchdowns. Um, and James White had himself a little bit of a day. Six receptions, 61 yards, one touchdown. And uh, moving on, Tyler, you got the next one.
3: In the next matchup is the, the Jets took on the Redskins, and, a, and the Redskins went up 15-13. to 13. And the little top highlight here is the, is the quarterback battle is continuing hard over in New York. Teddy Bridgewater went 10-15, 127 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And Darnold went an 8 for 11 with 62 yards, and he also threw an interception. The running game was a, lot, a little lackluster. Everyone has to put the ball. Nobody got more than 30 yards. Nobody averaged more than 5 yards per carry. And the leader there was uh, Jordan Atkinson with uh, 7 carries, 31 yards.
0: Tyler needs to check his glasses over there. Yes, I do. Jeez, man. See him squinting.
3: And also in the receiving game, the, the, the most the Jets receiver got was also George Atkinson with uh, 1 reception and 30 yards. Going to the Redskins side, um, Colt McCoy was the big leader of this team. He went 12 for 16, 140 yards, in an interception. Kevin Hogan also had some time. He went seven for 11, 58 yards. And Alex Smith didn't see much time at all. He went four for six and 48. Probably, just, I think, two drives. Two drives. Yuck. Um, Martise Carter was was the leader in the rushing. In seven carries, 45 yards, and 6.4 yards per carry. Not, not too bad over there. And Cam Sims with uh, three receptions and 57 yards, averaged 19 yards per catch. Back to you, Scott. All right,
0: and uh, over with the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay puts up a monstrous 51 points on the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, going 51-34. to 34. Have you ever seen a team score 51
1: points in a preseason game? No. I don't think i ever had.
0: No, I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life. Josh Dobbs for Pittsburgh, 12 for 18, 192, two touchdowns. Uh, James Conner, five carries for 57 yards, gets an 11.4-yard average and a touchdown. Pretty interesting there, but uh, the big story for the Steelers was James Washington, five receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns. He had himself a game. Over on the other side of the ball, you got it split up pretty well. Deshaun Kaiser, Brent Hunley, Tim Boyle, and Aaron Rodgers all saw a playing time. Deshaun Kaiser actually had himself a pretty good showing, seven for 12, 149, two touchdowns. he also got to see uh, Jake Kumaro. Three receptions, 114 yards, and one touchdown. He had himself a big playmaking game. And uh, moving over, Chiefs and Falcons. Tyler, take
3: it. The Chiefs went up in the Falcons 28-14. And uh, the big the big story here is um, Patrick Mahomes went 8 for 12, 138 yards, a touchdown interception. He's, he's shown that he can be the leader of his team and hope that, that can continue for him. Um, at, at, at rushing, uh, Kerwin Williams had uh, himself uh, 8 carries for 23 yards. And then at, at receiving, um, the leader there was their leading, leader at receiver, and Tyree Killett, four receptions, 87 yards. On the other side of the ball for the Falcons, Matt Schaub went and had himself a nice, decent game there before we played. at 7 for 10 and 75 yards and a touchdown. Their, their leader, Matt Ryan, also went 5 for 7, 90 yards and a touchdown. Um, Ito Smith had 13 carries with 13, 34 yards, uh, not really great. Um, average there, but Tevin Coleman went out and had himself a better game than last week, with five carries, 35 yards, averaging seven yards per carry. And Calvin Ridley was was the uh, showcase receiver here, with three receptions, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Austin Hooper also had himself a touchdown in this game, with two receptions and 33 yards. And then on to the next game here, Scott.
0: All of you? Uh, the New York Giants, 30 17 over the Detroit Lions. Another rough outing for the Lions, who are 0 2 in the preseason this year. 23 for 30 for Jake Rudock, 171 and a touchdown. He was the all star of that team. Beyond that, I mean, the, the most love you got was Theo Riddick, three receptions, 50 yards. The run game was pretty low. Garrett Blunt did see some time 11 carries, 32 yards, only averaging 2.9 per carry. Um, over on the Giants side of things, Davis Webb 14 for 20, 140 yards and a touchdown. Robert <coughs> Martin seven carries for 47 yards, and Russell Shepard. You got to see a lot of spreading, uh, spreading out the uh, the ball over here receiving wise. Um, Russell Shepard led the team with one reception for 40 yards over there with the Giants. Um, next up, Bills and Browns. Tyler, take it, baby. The
3: Bills went up in the Browns 19-17 in a nice close. Preseason matchup. Josh Allen was the uh, big story here for the Bills as he went 9 for 13, 60 yards and a touchdown. Peterman also had himself a good game, 8 for 10, 113 yards and a touchdown. But uh, the story more has always been the Josh Allen, AJ McCarron story. The big thing there is AJ McCarron with 3 for 6 with 12 yards as he did go down with an injury, and that is being that is something that's being watched very closely. Rushing, Marcus Murphy had himself a, a game of four carries and 39 yards, averaging 9.8 yards a carry. And at receiver, Nick O'Leary had four. Four receptions, 70 yards, 17 and a half half yards, uh, or receptions, and a touchdown. On the Brown side, Baker Mayfield, (coughs) excuse me, Baker Mayfield went 7 for 13 for 75 yards. And they're uh, going to be starter, or soon to be starter, and Tyrod Taylor went 4 for 7 and 22 yards. Nick Chubb had himself a decent game with 11 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown. And Damari Scott had himself two receptions, 31 yards. Have you seen? On to the next game, Scott. It's all you, or who wants to take this? I'll one?
1: take this one over to Dylan. Well, that previous uh, Bills and Browns game—that was one I really wanted to watch. Um, and I'm not from Buffalo, but I did see some news come out of Buffalo, and I don't know what this says about Buffalo in the summertime. But the Buffalo Bills and Cleveland's Browns game was the highest-rated local TV event of the summer. Maybe everybody just likes Baker Mason. Big game right there. They're all checking in for that one. Yeah, uh, it didn't really give us too much clarity on either quarterback situation because neither team put a whole lot of points up on the board. No. I think Peterman did. Uh, he did a majority did, of the work. Did pretty there. well <laughs> to, to stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I wanted to throw that in there. I could not believe that was the highest-rated local TV event mm-hmm. of the summer. That's insanity. Um, moving on, where we got
0: the uh, Carolina Panthers defeat the Miami Dolphins twenty-seven to twenty in a come-from-behind victory. Um, 14 points scored in the fourth quarter by the Carolina Panthers to take that win. Um, For the Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill, 14 for 17, 100 yards, no touchdowns. Brock Osweiler did get to see some time, 10 for 13 for just 68 yards. Kenyon Drake, eight carries for 54 yards. In that game, we also got to see uh, Greg Howell. And uh, Jakeem Grant, four receptions for 45 yards, averaging 11.2 yards per catch. Over on the Panthers' side, you got Cam Newton, 9 for 12, 89 yards and a touchdown. He did throw an interception. The former Viking, Taylor Heineke, 5 for 9, 88 yards. He did throw an interception. But the big story here is Christian McCaffrey, 5 carries, 92 yards, averaging 18.4 yards per carry and 1 touchdown. Uh, Kenyon Barner also had himself a pretty good game, 5 carries for 72 yards. Uh, Over to... The, Carol, the Arizona Cardinals versus the New Orleans Saints. Tyler, what you got?
3: The Cardinals went up on the Saints 20-15. to 15. Josh Rosen was the big story here. He went 10 for 16 and 107 yards and a touchdown. Sam Bradford went 6 for 6. He completed all his passes for 61 yards. David Johnson came out and he went, had 6 carries for 22 yards and a touchdown. And then at Christian Kirk had him 49 yards and a touchdown. So... That, that team is starting to shape up for what it's going to look like for the next few years. Yeah,
0: very exciting stuff.
3: On the Saints, um, Drew Brees did not play, but um, Taysom Hill had, had himself a game at 11, 15, 68 yards, and two interceptions. Taysom Hill also had three carries for 43 yards. And then uh, Terquan Smith went out and had three carries for 60 yards. On to the Jaguars and the
0: Vikings. My Minnesota Vikings. uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars shut down the Minnesota Vikings 14-10. Blake Bortles, 12 for 20, 159 yards and an interception. Um, Actually, Cody Kessler performed better than Blake Bortles, 11 for 16, 72 yards, um, although they did not put up a touchdown through the air. Blake Bortles did have one carry for 14 yards. Um, T.J. Yeldon did have five receptions for 73 yards, showing off his ability as a change of pace back. And the Vikings, Kyle Sloter gets a majority of the work there. 10 for 15, 82 yards, perhaps the most interesting and uh, disheartening storyline for Vikings fans out there. Kirk Cousins, 3 for 8, 12 yards. Um, <clears throat> Mike, yeah, it was a rough outing for him. Mike Boone, 13 carries, 91 yards and a touchdown, however, for the Vikings as they failed to defeat the Vikings. Uh, much uh, more powerful Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Um, very, very frightening thing. Raiders and Rams. Tyler, shit hit me.
3: The Rams went up on the Raiders 19 15. E.J. Manuel played a good part of the game with 10 for 16, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Their starter, David Cook, did not play. Not David Cook, Derek Carr.
0: Derek Carr, David Cook. I
3: was looking at Connor Cook and I was <laughs> seeing his brother. <laughs> Derek Carr did not play this game. Connor Cook went out and had 6 for 12 and 49 yards. Chris Warren went out and had a 110-yard game and a touchdown. So if you want to talk about a a running back system that becoming very crowded, now you have Chris Warren in the mix along with Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin. And that receiver, um, Jalen Richard, went out and had three. uh, Jalen Richard and uh, Paul Butler both had three receptions for 35 yards each. On the Rams side, you also didn't see... Their starter out there, for the, for the second straight week, they also left their starters at home. So at quarterback, you had uh, Sean Mc, Ma- Mannion um, went out for 10-16, 84 yards, and Brandon Allen went 6-for-11, six 68 yards in interception. John Kelly led the team at rushing with 18 carries, for 56 yards, and a touchdown. And and uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Kahi Darrell Kiedril Hodge. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, uh, um, that's fine. I, I'll I'll give it to you.
0: <laughs> I'll give you an A for effort on that one.
3: Two, two receptions for 57 yards. And That's a big highlights. there. going on to the next game for we Scott, Bengals, Bengals and, and Cowboys.
0: Yeah, Bengals and Cowboys. All oh, the bungles. Um, very uneventful game. 21 to 13, Bengals defeat the uh, 0 2 in the preseason Dallas Cowboys. Very surprising. Jeff Gr- Jeff Driscoll. Leads the uh, Cincinnati Bengals 10 for 16, 119 yards. He did have an interception. Matt Barkley did get to see some time, 3 for 4 for 54 yards and a touchdown. Andy Dalton got to see the field as well, 5 for 7 41 yards. Um, over on the Dallas side, Dak Prescott did see the field. He's completed 66% of his passes, 86 yards. Going 10 for 15 on one touchdown. Mike White, 8 for 16, 76 yards. Also got to see some quarterback work. Beyond that, very, very quiet game. On both sides, they left the majority of the starters at home uh, over there in Dallas. Moving on, we've got the 49ers and the Texans, my friend.
3: The Texans went up 16 to 13 on the 49ers. Um, got a couple quarterbacks playing here. Uh, and The big story there is Jimmy Garoppolo. He went 10 for 12, 136 yards, and touched on an interception. He's shown that he's going to try to continue on that undefeated streak and be the starter that they need him to be. At rushing, uh, Jeremy McNichols went, had 10 carries for 28 yards, so a little lackluster there. And at receiver uh, Marquise Goodwin coming out and showing why he wants to be the number one there. He had three receptions with 61 yards. Oh no, it's just a page. Been... Yeah? Alright, there we go. Going to the Houston side, Joe Webb went, uh, went 10, 10 to 19, 127 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Their their leader, Deshaun Watson, did go 5 for 8, 73 yards and a touchdown. Joe Webb also had himself a decent running attack where he went four carries of 22 yards. And that receiver of Bruce Ellington back out there playing receiver for four receptions, fifty yards, and a touchdown.
0: Here's a name I haven't heard in a minute, Bruce Ellington. Jeez, he, he's, he's
3: not playing running back. In yeah, this
0: that's surprising.
3: What's well, the next game for guys? All what right, about
0: you? Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Tennessee Titans thirty to fourteen. Uh, Jameis Winston fondles his way to thirteen for 18, 226 yards, and two touchdowns. Come on, guys, come on. You know <laughs> nothing from the peanut gallery on that one. <laughs> Jesus. All right, uh, Ryan Griffin, 6 for 11, 88 yards on the touchdown. As uh, And then you also have Deshaun Jackson putting up that highlight reel, two receptions for 73 yards in that game. On to the Titans, Blaine Gabbert. There's a name we haven't heard in a second. 10 for 16, 116 yards and a touchdown. Luke Falk, 8 for 12, 64 yards. And Marcus Mariota did see the field, 4 for 7, 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, Receiving-wise, Taewon Taylor, four receptions, 95 yards. 23.8 average and two touchdowns in that game.
3: Um, Onward to the next one, Bears and Broncos. The Bears went up 24-23 in a very close game. Mitch Trubisky came out and went 9-14, 90 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Chase Daniel, however, also played most of the game and went 19-28, for 28, 189 yards and two touchdowns. Showing mean, that he's going to be the backup there in, in Chicago. Jordan Howard had a good game with nine carries and 32 yards in, in the short time he was out there. And Bernie Fowler had two receptions for 46 yards. But he also had Trey Burton, who had four receptions, for 45 yards, and a touchdown. The Denver Broncos side, you had a few different quarterbacks play. You had, who's going to be their starter, maybe, he can play better. Case Keenum went 8 for 13, 78 yards. Ouch. Chad Kelly was 7 for 9, <coughs> eight yards, and a touchdown. And Paxton Lynch went five for 11, 39
0: yards. No, now I see Dylan over here saying, giving thumbs up for
1: Chad Kelly here. What, what's going on with that? Hey, last week, man, I said he's one of the most exciting backups in the NFL right now. Well, he's going to be a starter. Paxton Lynch era is over, so that's just it's good to see that continue. Well, that's
0: I don't right. know. Dill Paxton Lynch is saying he's the best quarterback they've got. <laughs> oh,
3: sorry. Yes, hear that one. Yes. <laughs> Look at the running game. Uh, Royce Freeman with six for twenty six carries and twenty yards and a touchdown. And then Emmanuel Sanders led the team with three receptions, twenty seven yards. But then Tim Patrick had the one big reception for twenty seven yards as well. And that's that's it for the main highlights in that one. And that leads us to the Seahawks and the Chargers.
0: The Seahawks go. They fall to the uh, L.A. Chargers, the Las Las Vegas Chargers. The San Diego Chargers, wherever the hell they're from. The, the Chargers beat the Seahawks 24-14. Russell Wilson struggles with some accuracy, 13-21, for 21, 193 yards. Alex McGuff, I think that's how you pronounce his name, 9-12, nine for 12, 97 yards and a touchdown. He comes out firing. And uh, Jerron Brown for the Seahawks, moved through the recent pickup from Arizona, two receptions, 74 yards. You also had David Moore, two receptions for 71 yards. Both those guys fighting for their respective spots on that team. Uh, over with the Chargers, Geno Smith did get to see some time. Six for eight, 85 yards and a touchdown. Phillip Rivers saw the field six for seven, 62 yards. And Cardale Jones did get three for four for 27 yards. So good accuracy over there. Now, uh, Detrez Newsome, 19 carries, 78 yards, no touchdowns, but he did put on a good showing. Melvin Ingr- or, I'm sorry, Melvin Gordon rather did get to see the field, 10 carries for 35 yards. He did score a touchdown in that game. Um, and last but not least, we're moving on to Tyler's boys, the Ravens and the Colts.
3: The Ravens went up on the Colts 20-19. to The story here, Lamar Jackson went 7-15, 49 yards, and a touchdown.
1: Joe Flacco went out
3: 7-9, 72 yards, and a touchdown. So he's, he's showing that he does have that fire behind him that he needs to play. At, at rushing, Kenneth Dixon, knowing that he had that he has a, a fighting for a job, went 6-32, averaging 5.3 yards per carry. And that receiver uh and the leader there was Michael Crabtree, who won reception 29 yards. And also had Kenneth Dixon, who, looked, again, playing for his life, had three receptions for 24 yards. On the Colts' side, you had Jacoby Brissett playing most of the game, 14 for 23, 172 yards. Andrew Luck played for a brief minute and went 6 for 13, and an interception. Jordan Wilkins played, played uh, at running back for most of it, and he went seven carries for 26 yards. Christian Michael also went ahead and 7 for 21 there. At receiver... Uh, you had a couple guys. Uh, Steve uh, Ishmael had two, two receptions for 52 yards, and Chester uh, Rogers went two receptions exactly for 36 yards. And so, your passing game's a little lackluster there, and so it'll be interesting to see how Luck continues to uh, play in his comeback tour.
0: So, let's talk this game, fellas. I, I want to talk this game because I'm looking at this game. Um, let's talk Baltimore Ravens first. So, we're, we've got this, this quarterback situation that everybody's been talking about over in Baltimore. You, you've got Lamar Jackson, you got Joe Flacco, you got RG3. All three of these guys hanging out. Lamar Jackson's obviously the big story over here. Went 32 overall um, in the NFL draft. Now, dude goes 7 for 15 for 49 yards. The interesting stat that I, I'm seeing, number one, is that of the three between Joe Flacco, RG3, and Lamar Jackson, Joe Flacco and RG3 are throwing for the highest yards per pass. Lamar Jackson is throwing for the lowest yards per pass. But Lamar Jackson is the worst accuracy rating of any of them. Percentage-wise, he is not completing nearly as many passes as Flacco or RG3. If I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, how concerned am I about the future of this football team with Lamar Jackson performing the way he is? Tyler, it's your boys.
3: You're very, very concerned. Lamar Jackson is, for the uh, third straight preseason game, keep in mind they played during uh Hall of Fame weekend. For the third straight game, Lamar Jackson has had less or right around fifty percent completion percentage. And his balls are not accurate. He's, he's not he's still playing very run first. This, to me this is very scary. Even if you even if you go to the assumption that Joe Flacco plays for the next two to two to five years, um, Joe Flacco's not the future of this franchise and Lamar is looking like he's also not.
0: See, I I've, I've got the exact problem, the exact opposite problem of Lamar there. My my balls are very accurate. That's why I have two kids. But I guess that's neither here nor there. Now now if I'm Joe Flacco, I'm I'm liking the accuracy. If I'm a Joe Flacco fan, I'm liking the 7 for 9. I'm liking the 72 yards. But I'm only seeing one touchdown after three drives. That to me is the concerning part. Dill. Is that is that a major concern? Going into the season with Joe Flacco only putting up one touchdown and three drives?
1: Um, No. Uh, I guess if I look at three drives, I could say that's maybe a quarter there. Um, touchdown a the quarter doesn't sound too uh, far fetched for the Baltimore Ravens offense. And in fact, if they were scoring 28 points a game, I think they were pretty damn happy. Uh, but we did mention this last week prior to this game. Uh, this was Monday night. This is in the spotlight. What was Lamar Jackson going to do? And he did it. He's. I'll give him credit. He's consistent. He's consistently passing for under 50%. completion, <laughs> And like you said, he's not throwing the ball very far downfield. Um, I I don't see how he could be the starting quarterback this year. And you might keep all three quarterbacks on the team this year now that we've seen a third game.
3: Yeah, I think definitely. As, um, it, normally Baltimore carries two, two quarterbacks. But so Lamar playing severely under expectations, you have to account for what happens if Joe were to go down, and Lamar Jackson cannot save this team if he goes down. I don't think Griffin can either, but it's clear that Jackson can, and Griffin's at least playing decent enough to where he's going to back his way into, into a, uh, a, a job going into the season.
1: And also after the game, um, uh, the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator, Marty Morningwood, mentioned that he thought Lamar Jackson took a couple more shots than he needed to um, he did only have the four uh, official carries, but uh, he's got to get rid of the ball. He's got to get down, take less shots. He, he likes to extend plays
0: a lot. That's one thing that we're, we're seeing. He likes to escape the pocket. We, we knew from the get when you when you drafted Lamar, he was going to start running all over the place and, and kind of being that running quarterback and that, that mobile quarterback that we, we all know, at least we all have that same opinion, that running quarterbacks don't survive in the NFL. That's, that's the, the the honest-to-God truth rule. That's just what it is.
2: Just ask his teammate.
0: Yeah, and, and that's it. RG3, I mean, we've seen him, you know, ever since his, his Washington, his first two years in Washington, we've seen him travel from team to team to team and and really not do much of anything. Now he's over here in Baltimore, and, and my hope for RG3 is that he starts throwing the ball and learning how to throw the ball accurately, and, and thankfully for him, he goes six for eight. He actually had himself a, a decent showing even though they were short passes. He had himself a decent showing. So, I, I have questions about about uh, Lamar there still. I'm I, and, and the accuracy questions were a thing when the draft were out was out, and now there's still uh, an issue, um, you know, moving forward here into the preseason. Um, still in Baltimore, however, we have even more news. Geez, you're you're just so selfish, Tyler. Um, <laughs> Jimmy
3: Smith suspended four games. Yowza. Yes, that that officially came in today. It was, it was kind of an expectation going into the going into the weekend. It was the team was kind of preparing for it, and uh, the thing with this is, so going into the offseason, there was a lot of talk that Jimmy Smith could be a cap casualty, mostly because uh, Ravens were considered to have the deepest cornerback um, depth chart in, in the league, and uh, with him missing the first four games, uh, who was supposed to be on the bench, and that was going to be Marlon Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey, the rookie they got last year, who had himself a phenomenal year last year, um, that's going to move into the starting role, which a lot of people expected him to jump into the role and uh, kick Brandon Carr out anyway, and eventually uh, supersede Jimmy Smith. So um, to start of the year, you'll have Brandon Carr and uh, Marlon the two. Plus, you also have the uh, return of uh, Tamon Young, who had a phenomenal rookie season, who um, only the last year had 20 CL. So between those three guys, um, they're going to be able to uh, soak in the, at least in my opinion, um, soak in the uh, loss of Jimmy Smith for those first four weeks. And then when Jimmy comes back, you're back to having a, very deep cornerback.
0: Now, this whole thing, this whole thing stems from a, a petition. Um, I guess the mother of his first kid uh, filed about domestic abuse. I, I guess the first question I have for Dylan is: Are you okay?
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Are Are you okay after after Jimmy Smith abused you and you know beat you up uh, for being a bad wife?
2: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I have to poke fun at Dylan somehow. Uh, he's uh, a bit afraid that if he says anything bad about him, he's going to get worse. <laughs> are we really doing this right now,
0: <laughs> Dylan? You're, you're oh. we're going to hell. Um, you guys, guys are. <laughs> well, well, Dylan needs to learn how to make dinner right. But I guess that's neither here guys. nor there. Guys. <laughs> In any case, um, Jimmy Smith suspended for four games. Uh, for the first four games of the season. And uh, with that, over here in uh, in uh, with the news in Baltimore, we're going to take a quick break from a word from our sponsors right here on the Outside Blitz.
5: At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, Pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being.
0: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz, and uh, I'm your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with the, um, the thunderous, Tyler D- Dean, Tyler Dean, yeah, baby, and the jangling, Josh Rigsby, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and the very dainty, Dylan Kelly, Dirty Dylan, gosh, yeah. Yeah, dirty. he's Dirty Dylan, Dirty Dylan, Dirty <laughs> Dylan, Yeah. Like my Stu Hart voice there, that was fantastic. So um, news around the NFL comes pouring in as we're uh, we're sitting here going over the NFL scores.
3: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got a bunch in front of me. Uh, Scott's got a bunch in front of him. And Dylan and Josh also have a couple. This is going to be a very interesting mm-hmm. segment. I'm right. bringing my
2: computer next time. Yeah, too. you don't you don't need a computer, Josh. Nobody my knows. computer will freaking be all up in your way. It'll and be everything. all in It'll my, my way. I won't be
0: able to, to drink whiskey. Jesus, what, yep. what's wrong with you?
2: So Travis Frederick,
0: let's talk uh, Travis Frederick. This one just came in, um, diagnosed with Julian Barr syndrome, um, an autoimmune disorder where your body attacks your nerves. Um, yeah, that's kind of an important thing to have when you're a center in the NFL. Interesting. Um, so people don't know uh, uh, how long he's going to be out. It's, it's indefinite how long he's going to be out. says there's going to be surgery um, going on to try and correct the issue. But he is diagnosed with Julian Barr syndrome. If I'm a Cowboys fan, Josh, man, how, what, how, how uh, uh, nervous, how devastated am I to know that your offensive line, that great, that vaunted offensive line that we've been hearing about from the Dallas Cowboys,
2: is crumbling, and it starts with your your All Pro center. Well, considering you know they've they're the they're the number one offensive line in the league. They have been for a couple of years, and then you know it's. It's huge because he's, like, the anchor of it all. Right. So I'd be pretty devastated. I mean, I'd be uh, pretty sad about that one. Um, know, we, we hear our boy Pat crying from all
0: the way across town right, right now. Yes, we Our, do. our, our Cowboys friend. Pat. Sorry, Pat. Oh, Pat. Poor Pat. Well, this guy kind of looks like Pat. Mr. Travis Frederick, he
2: he really yeah, looks with like the like beard Pat. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah he kind of
0: looks like Pat. Well, we'll okay,
2: so. maybe we should get him a, a Travis
1: Frederick jersey for yeah. Christmas. So does
3: this team, does this offensive line survive without
1: him? I, I think they do. Uh, does Dak Prescott survive without him? I feel like they're losing their guy, their signal caller. Uh, it's going to be devastating to the lines. It's going to be devastating to Prescott. It's going to be devastating to Elliott. Um, he, he just does so much. These guys are going to have to uh, pick up the slack. And are they? Gonna Something that that I
0: found very interesting, Dak Prescott, when he was, uh, you know, a few years ago, he was considered by and far, the, and and statistically, he was the most accurate quarterback in the NFL uh, the year that Tony Romo went down. Tony Romo goes down, he retires the next year, but Prescott was the guy that was the most accurate quarterback. One interesting thing I found about (laughs) Dak Prescott is even though he had an offensive line, he went on the (laughs) rules an awful lot. (laughs) What? What what are we yelling about here? Oh, my there, there's goodness. significant
1: laughter coming from the other <laughs> side here. We love you, Tyler. Thanks for that. We got some fan feedback, uh, and we love all of it, and we recommend more fan feedback. what, what okay? What well, what's the laughter for? I'm trying to figure out what S- we. Scott, you
3: remember thirty-seven. I was telling you the story
2: last week. Uh, thirty-seven.
3: Mm-hmm. The one's it
2: out mm-hmm. Wait, like, Am I going there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, pulling pants up. Oh oh yes yes <laughs> yes. <laughs> So uh yo said the comment and said 37 oh we we got a we got a um we should get him a number 37 jersey i think that would be great oh yeah jersey, feet, 30, baby yeah number
1: 37
0: jersey. <laughs> but um so it, one thing that that i found kind of interesting was that that he's running uh he ran a lot during that that period when he was with the cowboys he, even though he had he was accurate passing wise you notice that, that a lot of his passes were i mean he went 24 passes 25 passes he wasn't surpassing 30, 32, 33 passes like a lot of quarterbacks in this league, and when he was making those passes, he was on the run a lot of times. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott knows how to make throws on the run. I think this is going to force him back into a comfort zone that he didn't know that, you know, he even needed, and I think this could make Dak Prescott a better player. Um, you know, learning how to step up in the pocket, escape the pocket. It's gonna it's gonna give his footwork that that jump start that he needs. I think this is actually gonna help Dak Prescott be a better quarterback in this league. You may see a resurgence from him.
3: In a different way, it's almost like how we were talking about some years back when uh, uh, Calvin Johnson left the Lions. That was gonna probably turn Stafford into a, into a better quarterback. Because it was gonna force him to spread the ball. Mm-hmm. And and for and in Stafford's case, that's worked. And you're absolutely right with Dak. This is something that's gonna make him have to be mobile and have to do different things to get to get the ball out. And I think I think you're right. I think this is this has the potential of making a better quarterback or has the potential of going the other way. It's
0: too. really addition by subtraction in this situation. It, it it's gonna help the the Dallas Cowboys I, I think offensively. I think it's gonna make Dak have to, to play a little more dynamic football. And I think it's really gonna it's gonna make him more of a playmaker in the long run. I, I, I honestly I think this is gonna be much better for the Cowboys um, in spite of the fact that Frederick is a, a damn good center. He's, he's one of the best centers in the league. To be honest with you, I think, I think it's going to help Dak Prescott in the long run going through that hard time. Hi, Alex. Very big, very true. Alex character. Steele's watching us. What?
3: What, Alex Steele? This Steel. is the bathroom. What are we talking
0: about? Uh, wait. But hello to you. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, um, now, moving on, the Patriots today made, uh, made waves. They cut Kenny Britt.
3: I don't find this to be that big of a thing. And Kenny Britt's been making the rounds, jumping around the team to team a little bit. He, he didn't make it on the. I mean, he, a lot of people say, "Oh, he didn't make it in the Browns. He can't make it anywhere." But the Browns have a very deep receiving court this point. Yeah, they do. But uh, will, will Kenny Britt get his job going forward?
0: I don't know. What's yeah. you guys' take? Um, I like Britt. I've always liked Kenny Britt. Um, the last two years he's been, you know, well, I take that. I won't even say the last two years. Last season, he didn't do much of anything. But we have to look at this 2016, 2016 season. 1,002 yards, five touchdowns. He played good ball. I mean, well, you can't really say that Kenny Britt. I mean, and you know, understanding he was with the Titans. They had a stagnant quarterback, you know, group there. He gets with the Rams. The Rams kind of came alive these last two years here. 68 receptions, 1,002 yards. Kenny Britt was a playmaker with the Rams. I mean, I think I... I even though i th- i think tom brady can make any receiver good you know and 100%. i think yeah and i think this is this is a huge loss for the patriots i don't i, I think that you, we see it all the time you see new england bring in a guy you you have him stick him on their team and they don't give the guy a chance to really you know explore what he can do we saw it with michael floyd well, you know michael floyd is a very good receiver now we're seeing it with kenny britt kenny britt is a good receiver he is, he's, he's a good uh, uh, slot guy. He catches the ball in the red zone well. He's only 29 years old. He's got a lot of tread on the tires. I don't like them getting rid of him. I think you, you build around the guy, and you let him you let him do what he does. Uh, Kenny Britt's a good receiver. I, I think this is a bad move by the Patriots, especially with all the injuries they have on the offensive side of the ball.
1: But Maybe that's just me. Dill, what do you got? I don't like the question of Bill Pelajek's history with uh, veteran – uh, players cutting them uh, just before they really hit that down slope. Um I believe Kenny Gray probably already has, regardless of that two thousand sixteen season that you pointed to. Do. Um, I mean, he's only getting uh, better. That's the thing. You, you look at it: seven hundred one, seven seventy five, two
0: eighty nine, five 96, six, seven forty eight, six forty one, one thousand and two. I mean, what year
3: was that? Two thousand and
0: two. It was two thousand sixteen. So so we're hitting a, a recent trend here, where he had a, a good year with the Rams. They send him to the Browns, and he does jack squat with the Browns, who have nothing at quarterback. And then he does, and, he, and then he goes to the Patriots. He gets two receptions for 23 yards. He goes to the Patriots. I mean, near the end of the season, and, and I'm supposed to think that, you know, this is a um, a big enough sample size. Come on, this isn't a big enough sample size when a guy just came off a 1,002-yard season.
1: I just think the somewhat inconsistency from him, the probably the style of player that he needs to be, what role he can fill effectively, probably took him off of the Patriots' team. And and that could very well be.
0: To me, the, the New England Patriots, uh, they lost a damn good player. Well, okay, and I've, I've got to ask the question, Josh, landing spots for Kenny Britt. Where do you think he's going? Um, if anywhere,
2: I could see him possibly going to Buffalo. Uh, I could see him possibly going to San Fran. There's 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 plenty of, there's plenty of options. Um, and plus, you got to think there's going to be teams that have injuries throughout the season when they're going to need a, a reliable guy, and he could fill in roles there. How about
3: so. the Jaguars?
2: Ja- I thought we lost them too. a lot
3: of lost a lot of receivers this offseason, mm-hmm. off season and and uh, they're going to need something to help Bortles continue to uh, retain their uh, their uh, great season ahead last year.
0: I like the Niners. I, I really do Niners like the Niners are another
3: good one, but that's, that they could definitely go there.
0: The, the Niners have really, if you look at their receiving court, they got actually pretty iffy receivers over there. Yeah, and and the, he could be a good fit. That's for why the they were Niners. my second. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I also like Washington. Yeah, I think Washington would be a good fit for
1: him. They, I would also say maybe Dallas.
0: Dallas, yeah, Dallas could be a good fit. They did pick up Allen Um but I, I mean Dallas could be an, another big. Uh, spot for him over there I I mean realistically you know Kenny Britt he he's not going to be a number one 99 times out of 100 he's not going to be a number one receiver but is he going to be a reliable guy is he going to be a a reliable you know 700 800 yard receiver I mean we talk inconsistency but uh, I'm telling you what the guy broke he at least broke 500 yards in four of his first six seasons and then I, I mean Seven hundred one, seven seventy five. I mean, he, he commonly gets over seven hundred yards receiving throughout his career. I'm pretty. I like Kenny Britt. I, I think he's a good receiver. I think he'll be a good fit with any of those teams, but particularly for me, I, I think it's San Francisco. But I mean, Kenny Britt's a good receiver. I think New England lost a good one here. Yeah.
3: I I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think cutting was a big was a big mistake. It's someone that could, that could definitely help Brady. Uh, and Ray makes make a receiver, but Kenny Britt is a good receiver. It, it, I think they they dropped the ball and cut them maybe we find out in the coming days that there's something that we don't know. But I right now I can't I don't I don't see a good reason.
0: Now on that same level the, the Patriots have come out and said that they're not interested in Des Bryant
3: at all. I agree with them not being interested. I Bill well I don't agree with them not being interested. I, I, I can see what their reasoning is. Bill Belichick does not like people who come with baggage.
0: No no the last time they had a guy that kinda of came with baggage. We we saw a record broken for receiving touchdowns. We saw we saw a lot of a lot of record breaking uh, seasons, and that was with Tom Brady under center. So we and that that guy, as we all know, is the now Hall of Famer Andy Moss. So I mean, when you do bring in a guy like uh, say a Des Bryant, in spite of his ego, does Des if Des Bryant goes to the New England Patriots, does he perform at a high level? Um, and, and does Tom Brady get him? Uh, you know the statistics that we kind of saw with with Randy Moss. Does it does it become a similar thing? Yeah. Does it does it become does it does it work out, or does it become another Chad Ocho Cinco? Right. And and we don't want to see another Ocho. I'm I'm sure. You know. But uh, I I mean, mm. Dill. I mean, you 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 of all people would would be able to agree with me. I know you're you love yourself some Tom Brady. Tell me, Des Bryant, Tom Brady. Does it work like Moss and Brady?
1: Uh not entirely like Moss and Brady and I think uh really good comparison here is Kenny Britt. I think they're very similar style receiver and that's why neither of these guys really would fit with what New England wants to do. Um he he could be a really good red zone guy for them, but I think they have the best red zone guy in the league with Gronk. Um, uh, I mean you know, in you're you're talking, you know, tight ends, you know, you got a guy who's
0: who's a, a very good um Tight end in the red zone for sure, but I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, this is a kind of, you know, in a way, in almost an entirely different position um, that he's playing there. He does Des Bryant wind up as the next or, or, or close to? I don't think we there, there could ever be another Randy Moss, but does Des Bryant wind up being close to the next Randy Moss
1: moving in? Uh, no, I don't think he's got the speed. Um, I don't think he's got the. Randy Moss was kind of... Uh, his his baggage was like... He thought he was a shit and everybody else was going to smell it. <laughs> and Dez Bryant is like, I'm the shit and fuck all you guys. Like he It's almost like an act for Dez, I feel like, because he doesn't want to feel like he's getting... He felt like he got taken by the Cowboys. They did him wrong. Mm, right. And now he's like this tough guy that's not going to let that happen to him. And Randy Moss was that way because Randy Moss just didn't give a fuck. Right. And that's the difference. Yeah.
3: I agree with Alex on this one. Alex commented saying he... He thinks Dez's ego is going to most likely clash with Tom's, and, and I have to agree with that. Dez is not Absolutely. Ray Moss. on <laughs> Ray Moss um, knew what to do for the greater good. But I believe that that he's that Dez Bryant's not going to be that guy.
2: Wow. Ah. In my opinion, when it comes to Dez Bryant, I feel like he's going to end up signing with the Browns eventually. Um, I've seen uh, I watched the HBO Hard Knocks. They looked really interested in him. He looked really in- interested in being there. So I think. Um, Give it a couple weeks, and he'll probably be there to start the regular season.
0: Yeah, they they are, and, and the Browns are very very interested in uh, uh, bringing him in. They they you know and, and really they, there's been you know conflicting uh, stories there. They they say oh I want uh, we want Des Bryant, and then the next one they're saying oh we don't want Des Bryant. I mean, you know, so you never really know what you're going to get from the Cleveland Browns. But I think deep down the Browns want Des Bryant. One of the big questions regarding the Des Bryant sequ- uh, sweepstakes, and, and that brings me to my next thing, Josh Gordon returns to practice. Um, how does this affect – is this going – is he going to stay clean? I guess that's the first question. That's got to be the first question. Does Josh Gordon stay clean and and clean up his act after, what was it, four know, seasons of, of doing a whole lot of nothing? Tyler, this, this is a guy that, that you love. Does Josh Gordon stay clean this season?
3: That's tough. Uh, I mean, I, what I'm gonna say is Josh Gordon, when clean, is one of the absolute best receivers in this league. But I don't think he can stay clean. Does right I now? Really
0: no. right now, do you think he has like number one wideout upside here? I mean, yes. Really?
3: Um. After maybe, four seasons off. Even but when he came back last season, he came back and had the highest uh, yards per game average, and 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 he was playing like like a receiver ready to be number one again.
2: Yeah, he looked great.
3: But the thing is, I do not trust him to stay clean. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And and now. Tyrod Taylor, will do you think he'll he'll mesh well with the uh, the Josh Gordon thing going on? I mean, no, really, it, the another big question comes in is Jarvis Landry because Jarvis Landry is going to be ultimately if Josh Gordon comes back, which it seems like he's going to. Jarvis Landry plays alongside of Josh Gordon or on the on opposite ends of Josh Gordon. Is this the second coming of you know Carter and Moss?
3: If the quarterbacks can uh, do their job and, and then play good enough, that this is a very dangerous one-two punch for for the Browns. I've
2: been paying close attention to the Browns' quarterbacks um, throughout the preseason. They they both look really good, so if, tell, tell Scott that he's not he's
3: not they,
4: they both Mayfield I'm they still they not sold be- on Mayfield.
2: Yeah. I'm still not. It's. He's not going to get any starter start, starting reps in the preseason. That's already been set, so I'm pretty sure Terod Taylor is going to be their starter um, to start the regular season. But, you know, he's looked great, and, um, you know, I feel like they'll, they'll be getting the ball out there. Uh, and I do believe – Gordon did return this week. He most likely will play, I'm, I'm guessing, this week. But uh, we'll see. Now, in,
0: how does this affect Dez Bryant? Does this affect Des Bryant? Does this make Des Bryant not sign with the Cleveland Browns? deal? what do you got? Um,
1: I think it does stop uh, Des Bryant from signing with the Cleveland Browns just because I don't know that they need Des Bryant if Josh Warden is going to be productive for them. They, they they brought Jarvis Landry in, and paid him big money, and I believe he's going to be the leader of that wide receiver room. He's going to demand things from these these up and coming players that the Cleveland Browns have all over the roster. Mm-hmm. And I think putting Des Bryant there is not going to not going to work out the way people may think it would, or with that way it may work on a Madden. I don't think it will. <laughs> I
3: agree with Dylan on this one, but at the same time, I, I think they always kind of knew that Josh Burrow was coming back, so I don't think that changes their their mind as far as far as the front office. I think the front office still wants Des, but uh, the news is coming out is Des left without a contract, so it's hard to say what where Des's brain is on it. But um, there's a lot of articles come out even today say, with the with the Hugh trying to get. Trying to sell Cleveland on Des. Like, yeah, and I, I believe I, Cleveland still wants Dez. So I I, mean, I don't Gordon. think
0: I don't think Cleveland right now is completely sold on the idea of Josh Gordon staying clean. I right.
4: agree.
0: I I don't think they're completely sold on it, and they want that you know that that uh, uh, little safety net there. They they really want that that Des Bryant safety net, and I think they're they're going to wind up getting it uh, um, ultimately. I don't think anybody's going to really you know jump at Des Bryant as much as i would like them to i don't think anybody's going to jump at him i don't think anybody's sitting there going oh he's my guy you know you're not hearing that and you haven't heard that all off season now if they're going to sign des bryant they better do it quick fast and in a hurry we're we're what 2 weeks away from the nfl season des bryant would have to learn an entire playbook practice with the team he has practiced all all off season all summer long i mean that's that's going to be the the and tough who's thing you to know
3: what physical shape he's in right now
2: correct i mean we, well, we don't know that either I think if he does sign, it'll be at the end of this week. I don't think he's going to play any preseason games. I think he's just going to practice, and that would be it. And yeah,
3: knowing Dez, he probably doesn't want to play preseason
2: games. And the uh, yeah.
1: expanding yep. on what Rick said, um, just kind of getting technical here and, <coughs> uh, and financially with the way the NFL works, I don't know if any team's going to sign him before the start of the regular season because at that point I believe you have to guarantee him part of his contract. Yes. And I don't think any team really wants to do that. No, nobody wants to guarantee him any of that.
0: So moving forward, um, this one's going to be a, a hard hit—a hard hit for old Tyler over here. Um, Buffalo Bills quarterback AJ McCarron goes down—hairline um, fracture in his in his right collarbone. Um, yeah, hairline fracture, right collarbone. Uh, he's he's still out there. He does have some shoulder soreness, but he's he's back in practice. Shoulder sore? Okay. Yeah, he, he's he's kind of throwing the ball. They're saying, but but hairline fracture. Um, so, at this point, Tyler, who is the starter for the Buffalo Bills this season in week one? Who is the starter? You know,
3: leave, leave it to Scott to win a bet very Yeah, on, on a technicality injury.
0: Damn right I did.
3: But wow, <laughs> I, I did not see that one coming Yeah, out. I did it. This This is not going to go the way I expected it to, but, uh, I'll show you. But, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to even uh give the satisfaction, but, yeah. But the the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills will be Nate Peterson.
0: Oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> no, 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 Josh. Nate Allen Peterson
1: isn't on their team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Josh Allen is going to be the guy, huh? Yeah, Josh Allen. Will All be the guy. right. See,
1: that's it, 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 that's it, it, so it, much it, better. better for all that Nathan Peterman is I gave him oh. last yeah. week, Peterman. He Peterman might be the starter for the two and fourteen Buffalo Bills. Congratulations!
0: Yeah, I don't know. I Peter try. Peterman was was um, uh, he actually hasn't looked bad in the preseason, which oh, has yeah. been weirdly surprising. He just looked really
2: bad when the college. Yeah, yeah. He, he, when, when the games actually yeah. meant something, he looked. A rating bad. of thirty eight point four. <laughs> I'm gonna
3: indulge you for a second. He, I he thought is it was thirty seven.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he
3: does have by far the best completion percentage of, of all the three quarterbacks. Yeah,
0: he's been weirdly but he's, accurate. He's not
3: going to be the starting quarterback.
0: No, do, do you think he just sat out back with a tire swing and just kind of was throwing the football through the tire swing like that for for just the entire offseason? It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat these two. <laughs> I'm gonna prove everybody wrong. All oh, the stupid jerks, you know. But
3: but, it, it, but if the carrying is now down, and say Josh Allen doesn't perform, I mean, it wouldn't. It doesn't. I, I think Nate Peterman makes
0: the team now. Yo, yeah, for sure. And now at this point in time, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, how nervous are you at your quarterback situation? Uh, Dill, I know you love Peterman. I know you want him to just be the starter. But how how? How nervous are you with your quarterback situation in Buffalo right now?
1: It's hard to say uh, because of last season. Tyrod Taylor wasn't very good, and they even tried to go away from him, and still somehow made the playoffs in the terrible AFC. I mean, um, they went away
3: from one yeah, game. Yeah, old Tyrod.
1: Yeah, but once you, once you gotta do that, you like disturb the whole chemistry of the franchise, and this very guy's true. looking around his shoulder the rest of the year. You love some Tyrod Taylor. a matter of fact, he's not yeah. even in Buffalo anymore. Um. So, I, it's just hard. to what, what do fans expect? Do they expect to get back to the playoffs? Do they expect good quarterback play? I, there's too many variables for me to say, uh, but I think they're going to go Josh Allen. Yeah. It's going to be a defense-driven
2: team, I think? One thing they could also do is look out on the trade block, see what quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks that are, you know, uh, worthy of uh, possibly starting from. Like Jacoby Brissett out of uh, in Indy might be on their radar something on the Now,
0: list. now the the one name that that nobody's been mentioning, that, you know, really we need to bring up because I mean the fact of the matter is he's still out there. Tim I don't, T-Bow. I don't like him. <laughs> no, not Tim Tebow. I don't like him. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. But the fact of the matter is he's been a starter in this league. Is Colin Kaepernick, and we got to talk about Colin Kaepernick because Colin Kaepernick, you know, he's looking for a team. Buffalo's got a quarterback with a, a hairline fracture. Does Colin Kaepernick? Sign with the Buffalo Bills at some point in time, or do the Buffalo Bills begin seeking out a guy like Colin Kaepernick? Uh no, no,
2: no. why? It's just, it's just no team wants Colin Kaepernick. It just seems. I mean, I don't him. want Colin Kaepernick, so I don't want Colin Kaepernick. Just,
0: I mean, anywhere near me. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. The guy, he is, he has been a starter in this league. Tyler, does the do the Buffalo Bills begin looking at Colin Kaepernick?
3: No. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use the uh, the Ravens as an example. We were we'll talking on the phone earlier when I was telling you that uh um, no matter what with Lamar not playing great um Griffin's gonna make the team because he, he knows that offense he's working that offense. Peterman knows that offense. He's been there. He's he, they're not gonna go away from him. If they need Peterman, Peterman's gonna be the guy, not someone on the street.
2: Yeah. Also think about possible. I mean I don't see it happening, but there's also the possibility that they go out and try to get Nick Foles. <coughs> Nick Foles. I mean it. It would be it was something that they could, but and Nick Foles right now isn't he's, he's hurt right now. Right? He is hurt, but um, yeah. It's when he's when healthy, you know, they might look at it like you know, this is an option. it depends on where they are when the time comes. Right now, um, so speaking
0: of quarterbacks and injuries and all kinds of stuff, uh, we got to talk the the NFL rules currently. So, talking about the rules here. Um, this Aaron Rodgers rule is become something uh, a little out of control. Uh, this past week during the uh, Vikings and Jags game, we got to see. I mean, so we got to see a quarterback sack. Bortles got blasted um, when he got bla- I believe it was Bortles, but the the Jags QB gets blasted. The uh, the rule, as it states, says that. Um, you know, it sometimes a quarterback is a runner and sometimes he's a passer a passer. And under the new rule, the defensive defensive penalties will will hinge on whether or not the referees feel that you landed on top of the quarterback. Now last year we saw Anthony Barr cream Aaron Rodgers and break his collarbone. Now they're saying that when you tackle a quarterback, you gotta wrap him up and take him down. You can't fall on top of him. Um Otherwise, it's a penalty for roughing the passer. And it's kind of up to the discretion of the referees. But the referees made a, um, a, a questionable questionable call during the um, uh, Vikings and Jags game. What's your take on this rule, this Aaron Rodgers rule, as they're calling it? Um, and, and it was the, the hit was against Cody Kessler in the fourth quarter of the matinee game. Um, weeks two preseason, week two of the preseason here for these guys. Technically, it was week three. Um, yeah, they're they're banned from stuffing quarterbacks into the ground unnecessarily, wrestling or driving the passer uh, after the passer has thrown the ball. So they they can't do anything like that. So does this take away from the game at all?
3: Can't hit him in the head. Can't hit him in the legs. Can't hit him anywhere. Can't land on top of them. Man, what are you gonna do? You're gonna just ask the quarterback nicely to fall to the ground?
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think it takes away. They say you may not unnecessarily or violently throw him to the ground, land on top of him with all or most of the defender's weight. Instead, the defensive player must strive to wrap up the passer with the defensive player's arms and not land on the passer with all or most of his body weight. You just have to push him down. <laughs> just give him a push. Like he's a te- like he's a... A kid you're picking on, and
2: like one of the nerdy kids in high school. I
3: I don't like this rule at at all. I think I think it just continues to make things more difficult for defenses to play good football.
2: Grab them, take them to the locker room, and give them a swirl. I,
0: I think yeah, <laughs> I I think ultimately you're gonna see you're gonna see so many penalties for this one thing. These these referees are not gonna let these these guys play. I mean it's it's let them play. I mean that's it's the fact it's it's the name of the game here. You know these hits are gonna happen. You get paid millions of dollars. Aaron Rodgers gets paid millions and millions of dollars. He has, what, a $15 million contract. Let him play. Soon to be a lot more. Yeah, soon to be a lot more. He's got two years left on his deal. He's going to be a free agent. Let him play. Um, You know The officials are getting a little out of hand with it. uh, With the personal fouls, the roughing the passer calls are, are
2: really bad. In my personal opinion, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, Maybe the Packers should spend more time upgrading their offensive line instead of right. losing their offensive line, like right. T.J. Lang and other and other guys. And then they might not have a hurt quarterback every year. Right. And then we also have a, a major issue with the NFL's helmet rule as
0: well. Um, there's been a lot of flags kind of kind of taken off um, in the it's, NFL. It's
3: been a little outrageous, or more than a little outrageous. And a, a lot of defense players have been complaining about it. It's, it's becoming a pretty major issue.
0: And yeah. It, um really, and, and Richard Sherman kind of hit it on the head, and I don't even like Richard Sherman, but he, he really hit this one on the head. He says that the tackling rule defies tackling fundamentals. Um, I think that's that's a uh, that's a pretty good way to put it, I think. Um, you know, it, it, the, these rules that the NFL player committee are making, they're, they're not making this game easy to play. And and the game isn't easy already, but now they're they're making it very difficult to do anything really on the field. I mean, eventually we're just gonna see a bunch of guys in those giant plastic bubbles running around and just colliding with each other and knocking each other over. I mean, it's it's really difficult to remember or, or to learn from them what is a tackle and what is not a tackle. I, I just I, I don't understand this rule, um, the helmet rule. I, I think that, that it's it's poorly thought out. Um and, and they said that they were going to change the helmet rule. They, they were talking about it, but, you know, then they were like, nah, nah, we're pretty happy with it. I don't understand. I, I, was
3: it today they met or yesterday? But yeah. Either way, they talked about changing it, and it came back, and they, they didn't. It was a big uh, blow, and it was a big disappointment to most of the league as there's a, there's a lot of people in the league, particularly defense for obvious reasons, didn't like where, where the league was going with, with a lot of these rules.
0: Right and and the big thing the the rule was uh, originally was helmet to helmet shots, that was the big thing. Helmet to helmet was was the the big thing, and I agree with it. Head injuries, things of that nature. Now it's it's automatically a fifteen yard penalty for a, a player to lower their head, for any hit. I mean, it, how in the hell
2: are you supposed to do that? Anything like that? And a lot of and a lot of the times when when you're hitting someone it's not like you're blatantly bringing your head down to hit him. You have a big, huge helmet on your head that's going to tap another helmet possibly yeah. on every play. Right. And they're just like, ah! He was defenseless.
3: And, and what would you guys say, what, half the time it's the uh, other player that brings their own head down?
2: Yeah. No right. A it's, it's a natural rea- reaction. When you're going to get hit, you shrug your shoulders, you bring your head down, and it comes forward, you're going to get hit. It makes no sense.
0: And, and uh, you know it's football, for Christ's sake. It's football. You're going to get hit. These things are going to happen. I don't understand the new, hel- the new helmet rule. I think it's it's absolutely pointless. Um, they, they need to fix this rule, and they need to fix it quickly. This is what you signed up to do. Yeah, and, and at, at the end of the day, I mean, when you lower your shoulder, technically you're lowering your helmet too when you do that to make a tackle. So how in the hell is anybody supposed to make a real tackle here? How is that supposed to happen? Like I said, you pick him up, take him to the locker room, and give him a swirly. Yes, that's, I guess, how it's supposed to work. I mean, I would give Dylan a swirly, but he does no hair, so it really doesn't become a swirly. It's
2: <laughs> called a shiner. A shiner, <laughs> a shiner, that's what we'll call it. Shiner. You can do that anyway, just spit on his head.
3: And between both these rules, things are just starting to get out of hand where at what point is uh, watching football less enjoyable?
0: Yeah, and it, and it's starting to become All that right. way. It's becoming a little difficult, especially if I'm sitting next to Rigsby or something. You know, Rigsby, I mean, he doesn't know anything. Listen, XFL, all right?
3: <laughs>
0: Don't get me started.
3: You laugh now.
0: Don't get me started oh on the God, XFL. 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 Oh, the, the, new XFL. the new XFL. The new XFL. It could
4: be.
0: <laughs> no, the no. The big question regarding the XFL, and we just going off topic, is The Rock going to introduce the XFL to the masses? Do you
2: smell what the XFL is cooking?
0: Oh, I. It, uh, it smells like Dookie.
2: Um, so there's
0: that. Um, moving on. Uh, speaking of, of pass rushers, uh, Khalil Mack.
3: Well, I'm going to back you up. I'm, I'll I'm gonna back you up. I got a little segment. We're going to turn to a little
4: segment
3: here. Because oh. NFL did release a uh, what they're calling NFL.
4: Preseason season trade proposals. Ooh. And Tyler we, doing his homework. I like this. I always do my homework. He's
0: moments.
2: doing his homework big time here. Screw you. <laughs> he's a good boy. <laughs> he's a good boy, yes. But right. make sure he's in bed by 10. <laughs> we'll give him an A. 9.30. <laughs> 9.30. Yeah, he is an old man. Uh-oh. We, <laughs> got, <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got 23 minutes. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: All right. We'll, we'll start with clue man
0: Don't worry. He already, he already had his, his dinner of applesauce and medicine.
3: Pizza and pizza. <laughs> oh, uh-huh, here yeah. Here.
0: And beer. Jesus.
3: So we'll we'll start with Cleo Mac, and uh, um, I'm going to list the one team that they put on here, and but I'm, I'm sure we'll all chime in and say what we kind of prefer them to go to, and the bit and what is a Raiders um, Cleo Mac to the Seahawks, to the Seahawks. And so I'm going to assume that their takeaway here is to rebuild that defense.
0: I guess. I mean, I, that's the first time I've heard about the Seahawks in this situation. Um, I've I've heard a lot of different teams. Um, I'll be honest. I like, the, the 247sports.com came out with their top 10 landing spots for Khalil Mack, and everybody was was kind of chiming in. They're saying, hey, I've heard things like the Packers. I've heard things like the, the Patriots. I've, I've heard that, oh, he'll just stay in Oakland. And really, to be honest with you, staying in Oakland seems like the, the you know, obvious here, I, that's where I think he's going to wind it up seems staying. Seems
3: obvious, but every day goes <coughs> down less and less likely.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're saying that there's a lot of contract disputes there. Oakland doesn't want to give up the cash, but uh, let's face the fact: is Oakland going to give up the player, uh, the caliber of Khalil Mack? Not easily. No. The asking
2: price is really high. Yeah,
0: it is, and and so what I'm seeing here, Khalil Mack, um, I think <laughs> I think Khalil Mack has a few places he can go. To be honest, I think Detroit is is the most logical place for Khalil Mack to land right now. It is.
3: Well, you mentioned, uh, or Josh, you mentioned that the price tag is going to be high. And that's why my team is the team that has one of the best cap spaces in the league. And that's the Cleveland Browns. Oh, boy. And if the Cleveland Browns already have a good defense, I think Khalil Mack can help make that defense legendary.
0: It very well could. Um, Cleveland, you know, they... Uh, they, they need it. They, they definitely need it on their, on their defense. I think uh, right now they they have a, a total of $60 million in cap space. So they do have the room available. Um, they've made some very, very good moves to, to set up that amount of cap space. Detroit doesn't have nearly that much. Um, but I think in Detroit they're going to need it. They do have enough to get Khalil Mack, but they're going to need that linebacker a lot more Cleveland is uh, Detroit. Only has about 11 million, so to me, I mean, if you, I don't know if you've seen Detroit's linebacking crew. It's pretty gross. Outside of Gerard Davis, it's it's pretty yucky. So if and, and that's using my my, you know, the term of my children, yucky. That's the best way I can put it. So um, to me, you pick up this guy. You put him as, as one of your starting linebackers. Detroit, actually, at that point, has a scary defense. And and I, I don't think anybody can dispute that. They've got a scary defensive line. they got a scary linebacking group. Um, I like the idea of it going to Detroit. I, I hate it, and I love it all at the same time. Because I hate it because I'm a Vikings fan, but I love it because it makes their defense that much better. Yeah,
3: I, I, I agree. Uh, Dylan, where are you <coughs> at? Least, uh, landing places
1: for Cleo Mack. You've been weirdly um. quiet
0: tonight, Dylan, and it's frightening. <sighs>
1: You're you're eerily quiet. Yeah, I, I'm just quiet on this topic uh, specifically because, um, just as a NFL fan, it was just like kind of over this whole thing. I'm not I'm not guy, guy, not against guys getting their money and doing what they got to do to get their money, but it's just you either play ball or you don't. This is one of the best players in the NFL. He's not even playing the NFL. Has a pretty big problem on the hands, especially when a guy like me was saying, "I dude, I just don't care. Play for Oakland. Play for." Packers, play for the Lions. Just play football, brother. You're one of the best defensive players in the league. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over it. No, no. Where does he go though? That's the question of the day. I think he stays with Oakland. If he leaves Oakland, John Gruden should be fired. I, uh, there's no reason that guy should leave Oakland. I don't care if John Gruden's got more power than the best defensive player in the league. Oakland's got a bigger problem on their hands than. What if? What if John
0: Gruden's the best defensive player in the league? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what we've got there so
2: Josh what what's your final landing spot for Khalil Mack where do you got him going I honestly think he's going to stay in Oakland um but if he's going to go anywhere I do think Detroit makes makes the move you gotta think to lose an onset at the end of the year unless they resign him um that leaves a hole at, at, at end plus if they can, if they want to use him as a linebacker, which I would definitely do, because you got to think Detroit still has Kerry Hyder as well, as, who's reliable enough to play ends as well, right? And, I, and I'm going to stick with
3: with uh,
2: Cleveland.
1: Cleveland, Cleveland rocks.
0: So uh, that's where we're going with that. Khalil Mack is is the is a big piece of uh, the news here. Now, today we got. Uh, you gonna
3: you can let me finish my article? Yeah, I'll
0: finish your article.
3: There's only like, like four total. Okay. That
0: was one of them. Okay.
3: And we'll just do kind of kind of a lead to a place here. This is a uh, because of how good the uh, quarterback situation the Jets have been has been looking. The Jets to trade Bridgewater to the Jaguars. Hmm. I disagree. The Jaguars, but I agree on the idea of trading yeah. Bridgewater.
2: Yawn. I am yawn. What's what's yawn, Josh? It's yawn. I don't think he needs to be traded to the Jaguars. The Jaguars don't need him. Are you... What do you mean the Jags don't? need they him? They do not need him. They have Blake Bortles. They have, and, and you know I think Cody Kessler's been playing pretty well in the preseason. There, there, there's no reason to go out and like trade for a quarterback. Bortles isn't that good of a quarterback. Yeah, but he's he does he does well enough to get in places in Bridgewater. Yes. sure he's having a good preseason, but that doesn't mean he's going to go in the regular season and ball out as well. It's he's but out it, there playing with backups, and it's. But I'm it not, also doesn't
3: mean so. that Bortles is going to have another good year. He could
0: have not he, lost oh, he lost good receivers. He lost his two
2: better his two best receivers on his team. He lost them both. I don't expect him to do do. As good as last season, anyway. Bortles didn't have that good of a year as it was. Yeah. I mean, real so, realistically, I don't, think, I don't think I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to make a difference going over there either. So I, I think actually Bortles had a, a down year from
0: the year before, um, even though his his quarterback rating was technically higher. I mean, he, he only threw for thirty six hundred yards. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, Teddy Bridgewater could be like kind of the insurance policy that they need in Jacksonville. I could kind of see it. They could get a good return for him. Uh, it really depends on, on what they're, the Jets are trying to to get. I mean, it, Jacksonville has a lot of defensive pieces that the Jets need. The Jets could use it. I, I kind of like this move. I, I mean, I could see Bridgewater going a few other places. There are other places that definitely need a quarterback. How about Denver? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that,
3: that's definitely a good landing spot, especially with with Case Keenum already not playing well in the preseason.
0: Right, and, and I mean – those two, those two know each other very, very well. So I mean, I, I could see him winding up in a place like Denver. But I mean, ultimately, right now, Teddy Bridgewater trade.
2: I don't think he's going anywhere because he is playing. As Josh said, he's playing very well in, you in also, New You also, you also have to have him there because you never know how Sam <laughs> Sam Donald's going to do if he if he his name is named the starter. You don't know what's going to happen with Josh McCown. Oh, you no. like Josh McCown, don't you? No, uh,
0: um, we we know we know no. Joe loves Josh McCown. Oh, Dylan
4: does? Okay. Yeah, Dylan loves Josh McCown.
0: <laughs> Dylan has a big poster of Josh McCown in his underwear on his wall right now. Don't you, Dylan?
1: No, I actually predicted Bridgewater would play pretty well, and uh, I hope he gets traded somewhere and can start. I don't think it's very likely, but. Tampa
3: Bay. Tampa. Who is not doesn't have a quarterback for a little
1: while. Well, for four
0: games. Just saying. <laughs> for four games. I mean, you know, he could he – could, uh, you know, molest his way up in there. You, you never really know what what Bridgewater's going to do, but you know.
3: How about uh, Seahawks trading Earl Thomas to the Cowboys?
0: Well, Earl Thomas has said he wants to get out of Seattle. He's not very happy
3: there. So if you're going to lose him anyway, we we talk about this. If you're going to lose someone.
0: Trade him. Uh, yeah, and and that's uh um, that's something that that is out there. Uh. Earl Thomas is a hell of a player. Obviously, he's one of the best best players in the game. Um, he did sign a four year deal with them back in uh, twenty fourteen. You're technically not losing him until uh,
2: the end of the season. So I mean, exactly if you're going to lose the guy, you better get something for him. Yeah,
0: I mean you, you could, but but at the at the same time, I I think we all know that the Seattle Houston Seahawks are not probably not going to the Super Bowl. I, yeah, I think I agree. think no, I think there's a pretty high likelihood that the Seahawks aren't going to the Super Bowl. So at this stage of the game, do the Seattle Seahawks take the 29-year-old free safety, trade him to the NFC, and I like the Cowboys as a landing spot. Actually, you you so you, you take this free safety, he's 29, you trade him away to an NFC team that you're not going to see. I mean, this this could work out. You trade him to an NFC team and you're not going to see, or even better, if you trade him to the AFC, say you trade him off to the AFC East, trade him to a completely other conference. You would never have to see Earl Thomas ever again. I can see it. And and it could be a smart move. I, where where you where you would put him, I, I'm not exactly sure. You you could put him over and, and realistically a good landing spot for him. Given the Eric Weddle contract right now, you could trade Earl Thomas over to like Baltimore right now. I think would be a good spot for him.
3: I I don't know if they really have the captain to take that hit though in that
2: contract. I thought he'd go to Baltimore. Yep. Or or even Miami. Miami's a good spot. Miami would be a good Miami spot for. Good. Him. That'd be a good opportunity. Uh, they did draft Minka Fitzpatrick. Yep. And, yeah, even, just, even
0: with the pickup of Minka Fitz and Fitzpatrick, I mean, Earl Thomas is a free safety. I think Minka Fitzpatrick is a strong safety. I, I we think. got a Rashad Jones. And, and So is Earl Thomas better than Rashad Jones? Well, you got to think they're paying Rashad Jones. Good. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's the, the <laughs> big point there. So
1: um, where else could you see him lining? Oh, Dylan, where's your spot? I like the Dallas spot. Um, he played at Texas. He wants to play in Dallas, seemingly. I like it. They need him. He wants to go there, uh, and I think the Seahawks need to just part ways. Yeah, Seahawks. I like gets the on. Dallas spot too.
0: Now, Dallas, um, they, you now for a guy, guy of that caliber, a player of that caliber, it's big money. It's a big money player. You you're giving up a first rounder. Does Dallas have the cap space at the end of the day? That's that's another question that um, you know you got to you got to ask yourself. Do the Dallas Cowboys have the cap space to handle Earl Thomas? Right now they've got about 14 million dollars. It handles that contract. Who knows what the the contracts are going to be looking like next year with the guys getting their their raises at the end of the season? This could actually work out well for the Cowboys if they have the room.
3: I, yeah, I could see it. If they can make it work in the cap, I I, I like this Lions piece a lot for Earl Thomas.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So, I'm, and the last one here before we go over the rest of it is uh, Lions to trade Amir Abdullah to TBD, Team in Need. Wow. So, they didn't they didn't go a specific one here. but So, they're basically saying this could be a Team in Need, and um, I don't know when this article was done. Was it before the AP signing or not? It was yesterday at 10 a.m.
1: I think you meant to say TBB for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> yes, yeah, and and the Bucks
0: are, are a potential landing spot um, for sure. I mean, but here here's one thing. So Abdul is in a contract here. He's he's a cheap player. I mean, you're, right now you're he's getting a um, he's got a one million dollar contract right now, and is on his final, his final year of his rookie deal. He was drafted in 2015. Um, to me, you take this 25 year old running back. You re-sign him. I think he stays with the Lions because, actually, Abdullah has been playing his heart out in the preseason, as far as I can tell. He's playing good ball right now. The guy's been, been shucking and jiving all his way to the, all the way to the end zone. He's been playing well. So do you get rid of him? Is Theo Riddick that, that change of pace back you're looking for? Does Amir Abdullah have that backup running back ability? Does he have starting running back ability? Where does Amir Abdullah – I think right now, to me, Amir Abdullah stays with the Detroit Lions. They signed him to a long-term
2: deal. He's going to stick around for the next five years. They've, they've really been what – I've, what I've noticed is all three running backs, aside, aside from Theo, you have Abdullah, Garrett, and Kerryon Johnson splitting carries through the whole game. Mm-hmm. The whole game of the preseason, I think that's what they want to do. I think if he if – he, if he, if he, I mean, he probably will stay. I don't think anybody's going to take the chance just to grab him um, considering they can get him as a free agent next year if they really need a running back.
0: Now, realistically, you got and everybody's getting excited about this Le- Legarrett Blunt deal. Legarrett Blunt is only here for a one-year deal. Yeah, he's only in Detroit for a one-year deal. It's one year, four point five million. So, I mean, does you know Lagirre Blunt is clearly not a long-term
2: option for the Lions here,
3: especially with how well some of the running backs are playing, like Carrying Johnson.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, Carrying and Amdula have been outplaying Legarrett Blunt, um, but. Like Garrett Blunt's only in there for the power, right back style. He's been there for you know those short yards, and once in a while they'll give him a handoff on like a first and ten or whatever. But for the most part, he's going to be used as a red zone guy or just you know random third and ones or whatever. That's what he's going to be used for. So, I
0: agree. Yep. Yeah. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. Um, we're going to get a nice word from our sponsors, uh, and uh, we will be right back right here.
4: Any outside thoughts? As we make mistakes carelessly, our egos will take control. The loving words we say hide the undertones of envy. As we get distracted, we lose originality. But if we can push through it all, everything will inverse Gravity, it will embrace us all I'm screaming something to you, whatever something to me Unruptly answers, but they still mean nothing to me I'm screaming something to you, whatever something to me Each shattering sorrow takes too long to leave Searching for the answer still The corrupted theories surely lead to future failure In the heat of sunlight now our justice fades away We'll retrieve our voices by rejecting foolish claims I know you're craving for my pride I'm screaming something to you Whatever something to me But everybody can't hear Pay attention to me something
1: Tonight, brought to you by Scotty Freytown, Ooh. Tyler Shantow, Josh Rigsby, and myself, the host of the DSBN podcast, Dylan Kelly. The Delectable. And we're going to start off the final segment of our show with a little fact brought to you by Tyler Shantow. All
3: right, we're just going to jump right back into the uh, rest of uh, the news here. We're going to start with uh, everyone's... Favorite
0: former Viking running back who's mm.
3: now on a field back in
0: his I, I mean, he's he's not really my favorite at all. He he yeah. Used to be. He's <laughs> Smith. <laughs> he's a Viking. You used to. I could just go for, for some Robert Smith. Him.
3: I could go for some Robert Smith right now. No, it's, it's funny how you, how the ties have changed now that he's uh, not doing so great, not a Viking, definitely go. not all of them, but he used to be all over his nuts. Definitely go for some Herschel Walker right now. <laughs> Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Has signed with the Redskins after the the injury to Ricky running back Darius Geis, who is now off the board
0: indefinitely. Mr. Chester Taylor. You know, come on. <laughs> come on, <laughs> Chester, Chester Taylor. Taylor come. come on, you like that one? Uh, little Taylor. Leroy Horde up in here. Just, yeah.
3: Just admit it. You were all over AP uh,
0: I, I everybody loved everybody loved A P for a long time. I mean, it, you know, he was the first one off the board in fantasy leagues. He was the the I mean just an amazing runner he had an amazing couple of seasons over there in Minnesota well amazing what decade in Minnesota. Now where he's 33 years old he's on the ascent of his career goes over to uh, to Washington um, and I gotta I gotta tell you I am not completely sold on the idea that Adrian Peterson is just going to have this this um, career resurgence you know here at, you know at, at 33 years old. But I am kind of excited for it. I'm glad we agree. <coughs> Peterson
3: is going to continue with his thirteen <coughs> a failed comeback. It's, it's, yeah, he had a bad time in the Saints, a bad time in Carolina, uh, the Cardinals. I think it's going to continue. We have another bad career in uh, Redskins, and I'm going to make a bold prediction that he gets cut before week one of the season starts.
0: And that's ballsy. I, I, you know, the the contract is is very low risk for Washington. That, that's the big thing. It's it's a one million dollar contract, one million fifteen thousand dollars. Uh, it's only a six hundred thirty thousand dollars cap hit. Real, uh, I mean, if, there's no signing bonus. I mean, really, it's it's low risk, high reward. If if AP comes out and, and actually does have a career resurgence, I mean, over in Arizona, we got to remember he came in, he had what two good games? Where, where, I mean, he just exploded. I mean, yeah. I remember we were
2: everybody's going
3: He
0: did.
2: I mean, everybody was going what man? He did. In he did, he, he did great. Him? He did great on the first, the first those first two games back, but it wasn't anything you know too amazing. It wasn't AP of old. No, no, it wasn't. Um, I, I, I just.
0: I, I, I think AP, if he does come, he's not going to be the starter. Obviously, I don't think he's going to wind up being the starter. Um, but I do think that that he winds up, you know, having himself a, a potential opportunity to be the starter there. I mean, really, who, who do they have? They have
3: uh, Robert Kelly Robert and Kelly. AP Ryan. Yeah,
0: and Chris Thompson. And Chris Thompson. So so, does he actually? You know, can he beat out any of those guys? I, I mean, P Ryan's nothing really extraordinary. Uh,
4: be here, Abdullah, and
0: and, and uh, so he's he's nothing extraordinary. And then and then you're looking at at uh, Robert Kelly, and I like Robert Kelly. Don't get me wrong, I like Robert Kelly as a runner. But is Robert Kelly anything extraordinary? No. Is he a, no. is he a starting a starting runner? I, I don't think so. Is he a very good uh? uh Second, like a second-string guy. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Uh, Robert Kelly's not a bad running back, but he's nothing beautiful here. And then,
3: but AP's a very good practice squad guy. I mean, I guess. I mean, he, we're we're three year, Well, we're only
0: two years out from a 1,400-yard season, so we got to remember that. He he put up 1,485 yards at the Vikings in 2015. Um, he had 72 yards in 2016, and then in 2017, even though he he Conceded a lot of his running. He had four games over in, in New Orleans where he had 81 yards because he was conceding a lot of stuff to, to Ingram at that point and Kamara uh, Kamara there. Alvin Not Kamara. quite. No
3: Kamara's a rookie last <coughs> week. Right. Oh, he's a rookie.
0: Well, yeah, he was. Kamara was with the Saints, but he was he was giving up a lot of stuff to Alvin Kamara who who was exploding at the time. And then he goes to Arizona. He still puts up 448 yards to Arizona. And he only played six games. So I think that shows that Adrian Peterson has a lot of tread on the Tigers, only playing six games with Arizona and still giving up carries over there. 448 yards, that's nothing to sneeze at. Now, he only made he only got in the end zone twice last season. I get it. But to me, AP does have a shot at walking out with a starting position, especially in a place like Washington, where where you have running backs that are, I mean, questionable.
3: In Washington, I'll agree. He has a shot. but I'm going to stand by a prediction that he doesn't win that job, but... Washington is one of those teams he does have a shot. Yeah. And even if he does, he
0: will not be a 1,000-yard rusher. It, really? That's, now, that's bold. That's bold saying that he won't be a 1,000-yard rusher if he winds up as the starter in Washington. You've think, Washington also has a
2: pretty good offensive line.
0: Yeah, they, they do. They have a very good offensive line. And that's and they kept Kirk Cousins pretty clean last year. So I, I think that's that's worth talking about. Now, and see, see, I'm, I'm getting kind of sad here. i got I got to say, I'm getting kind of sad. Because I'm I'm looking over and and Tyler, you've been wonderful tonight. Josh, you've been wonderful tonight. Dylan, you're you're generally always wonderful. And you, I, I've I've been looking at the look on your face. And and one thing that you said during the break was it's really hard to get excited for for preseason football and some of the moves that are going on. And and I just I really want you to get excited. And uh, you, gotta get excited.
4: you gotta get excited. You
0: gotta get excited. Come on. I'm excited
4: for you.
0: Come on, Dylan, uh, get excited! I, I don't hear the
4: excitement. I'm but
1: the, whole, the whole... I'm so, so excited! Come on! Come on, Dylan. Any team sign. I just don't think he's a complete enough player. Uh, they got Chris Thompson; he's their he's their receiving back, change yeah. of pace guy. What is? I don't know if Adrian Peterson does anything special. It's like, do I want a big ball of crap or a little ball of crap? But do I any of those Adrian guys didn't? have the
0: ability to run up the trenches that well?
1: That that's the the ultimate question here. I don't know that Adrian Peterson does. Where my <laughs> He doesn't. Where my Problem? Well, Robert Kelly's right. more of a power back anyway.
0: Robert Kelly is a power back. Yeah, he really is. But you know that does Adrian Peterson? Who has more ability? If you if you have to to <coughs> Look at this, this team. Who has more of an ability to to pound it up the middle there? Who has more of the ability to, to play in the trenches there? Is Robert it Kelly. Is it Robert Kelly or is it
3: Adrian Peterson? Robert Kelly every day. And really? I think AP's done and you think he's done you really aren't sold on AP at all I'm, I'm not i I didn't like what I seen in his last little bit I'm, I'm gonna stand by that oh boy I think I think h is probably there with AP and his career is who
0: done chances of AP winding up as a starter as a starter in Washington
2: as the starter Josh go I do believe he has a very good chance of starting You've gotta think in Washington all of their running backs have a terrible Serial problem with injuries, and then you can add AP in the list because he gets hurt all the time now too. Yeah. So, <coughs> yeah, until he gets hurt, also, and then they trade for Amir mirror or something. You know, you never know. Mm, yeah, Dylan, AP's chances of being a starter in Washington, being the number one
0: guy, fifty percent. Fifty percent. Wow. I I'm gonna say AP has about a seventy five percent chance of being the starter in Washington. And the only reason I say 75% is if Adrian Peterson wound up getting signed earlier in the offseason, if Adrian Peterson was signed around free agency time when free agency opened up, Adrian Peterson would be the number one back. Yeah, if they had signed
1: him earlier and it looked like a part of the plan, but when he signed him before week three of the preseason, it looks like a desperation move. And I still think he's 75%. I just don't see this with veteran players. It's weird.
3: And, and here's where I'm at on that as well. as uh, So he ended up getting cut from the Cardinals before he's ended, correct?
0: Uh, He he wound up getting cut from the Cardinals, but I guess it was on his own will here. It wasn't like the Cardinals were just like, oh, hey, see but, you later. But,
3: but still, he, he ended up being cut from the Cardinals Um. A team who,
4: needed, I, who definitely needed someone
0: to be their I, I lead back wouldn't, I wouldn't even gone. I wouldn't even say he was cut, per well, se, because he, he did only sign a one-year deal with the New Orleans Saints, and when the New Orleans Saints traded him, I mean, he he
2: wasn't a contract year at that point in time. Also, you got to think, um, David Johnson was healed up at the end of the last year. He was ready to go, but they said, no, <coughs> we're going to leave you on the shelf because we're not going anywhere. He was ready to come back. So it really didn't matter what they did. They knew their season was over. They weren't bringing David Johnson back, and that was the. It. And then him asking for a release, that's because he wasn't playing anymore. They just they lost faith in him.
4: Right.
3: I'm just gonna go 25 percent chance.
2: 25. Wow, that's
3: low. Under a third. I, I think. I think the uh, the uh, incumbents there, and Rob Kelly and Chris Thompson, have to have the way better chance at retaining that job. Yeah,
0: that's that's bold, bold. I, especially. Um, with, with a player of the caliber of AP who did put up 400 yards after only six games. I think that, that says a lot. I'm uh,
3: going to go with more bold that you think he's going to have resurgence.
0: He, well, I think he could, and, and I think he's a better runner than, than a Robert Kelly. I think he's a, Robert, uh, a better runner than, than a P. Ryan. I mean, let, let's face facts. I mean, the, these guys are, have not played very good ball throughout their careers so far. And Adrian Peterson is only two years removed from a 1,400-yard league-leading season. And I'm supposed to believe that Adrian Peterson doesn't have it anymore? After it just suddenly, poof, the guy just, poof, doesn't have it anymore. I, I'm not buying it. I'm not biting it. So that's, that's where I'm at on that. Now, moving on, Victor Cruz today retires from the NFL, 31 years old. Um, I, I'm amazed that a guy that is, is not that far removed from winning a Super Bowl, um, retires. Just out of nowhere. Just just done.
3: Is it really out of nowhere, though? It, even though I disagree with what's happened the last couple of seasons, um, I'm not surprised that he retires given that no team wants him. I disagree that that, he, that no team wants him. But I, he, he really should have been on a team two years ago, and he should have been playing as a starter. I, I think Victor Cruz is a very capable receiver and should have been on a team as a one or two guy.
0: Yep, and, and he, he was hitting 1,000 1, thousand yards. I mean, 2011, he had 1,536 yards, 82 receptions. I mean, the guy was a monster. Uh, 2012, 1,092 yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, he flirted with his third straight 1,000-yard uh, season. 2013, he had 998 yards, four touchdowns. Um, and then in 2014, he has the torn patellar tendon, forces him to sit out. He sits out 2015. Um, I mean... He had his final year with the Giants in 26 26th game. He appeared in 15 games, but he, he really wasn't uh, given a, a great opportunity. Um, he signed with the Bears but was, was cut. I mean, Cruz Cruz was a, a hell of a player, and, and I think he could have been one of the, one of the greats in this, in this uh, league had he been given a real opportunity. And I think that's, it's sad to say that a guy like Victor Cruz it, it was never given the opportunity in the NFL to really excel and succeed. Could you imagine him going over to to Jacksonville at a point in time right now, where they they just lost a guy in Allen Robinson? I mean, Victor Cruz is always a deep ball guy. Would he be, you know, would he be uh, something special in Jacksonville at this point? in time? I
1: also think it shows how devastating <coughs> the patella tendon uh, injury was to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably lost a step or two as a receiver, and being a smaller guy, that didn't help him. Um, he was a freaking cool story to come out. Uh, like a seventh round pick, I believe, made a splash in New York of all cities. Um, I wish it ended a little more celebratory for him, but uh, sometimes it's just how it goes in the league. yeah thirty one years old. Can't believe nobody just stepped forward and said,
0: "Hey, I want to sign this guy."
3: But that's the thing is, all the last two and a half seasons, teams have. So maybe there's something here, and I I kind of agree with Dylan here. Maybe there's something here we don't know. Maybe he just truly he hasn't returned from that injury the way that we all think he should have.
0: Well, I'm not even going to say teams have. I am not even going to use that as a plural thing. I'm going to say that that one team gave him a shot, and it was a very very cheap deal, of one
2: point five million. Yeah, yeah I, I, Bears. I also don't. I mean, it was the Bears. It was the Who was the Bears? their quarterback?
0: Yeah, and and that was another thing. Who was their quarterback? And he, you're right. He did get cut
2: but you know the bears i bears all, all line wasn't that great that year either so, <coughs> I, i'm not i'm not I, mean, I think teams like the colts could use him there's there there is plenty of teams out there that could have been like okay let's bring him in for a workout and the bears were the only one
1: so
0: yeah he he deserves a, a lot more and, and when he was with the giants i mean in 2013 he got a 5 year 43 million dollar extension um so that shows you his worth um and and then you know, he wound up getting uh, his his salary reduced three years later, um, but I I firmly believe that Victor Cruz was is a damn good receiver or was a damn good receiver. I believe he he could still be he could still still excel in the NFL, um, but he just was never given the, the proper opportunity. Um, so I'm really not not uh, excited about that. Now,
3: Tyler, are we on to uh, looking at we Week three, look ahead. We got one more, news.
0: Well, well, no, no, we're we're looking to uh, um, we're looking to uh, week three here, the preseason, man, and then we're gonna get into our main event, Ooh. <clears throat> our main event. But but first, uh, let's take a look. Um, week four, the NFL preseason, uh, tomorrow night,
2: eight o'clock p.m. Eagles take on the Browns. it would be week 3 of the preseason. Oh, oh, it's week that's 4. Difference. It's listed as week 4, it's technically week 3.
1: Yeah.
5: It's, it's <laughs> week, week 3 of the preseason. So <coughs> you know,
0: well, it, we let's let's it well here's the reason it's listed as week 4. And the reason it is because they Hall have the Hall of Fame game yeah. go on, on Thursday. So it's technically the technically there's 5 weeks of preseason, but there's only one game that's played in week 1. So <laughs> so I'm I'm just you, you got to me. me for a second.
2: I'm like, that. Yeah, yeah. so I'm it's so confused.
0: It's technically week 4 of the preseason, guys. So let's, let's get that straight. But preseason, tomorrow, 8 o'clock p.m., Eagles take on the Browns. Uh, Friday at 7.30 p.m., the Giants will be facing the Jets, the showdown in New York. Um, in Friday uh, at 7.30 p.m., the Broncos versus the Redskins. Friday at 7.30, the Patriots will be taking on the Panthers. Um, also on Friday, 8 o'clock p.m., the Seahawks will visit Minnesota and take on the Vikings. Um, Friday eight 8 p.m., the Lions will be seeing the Buccaneers. Uh, Friday at 10.30 p.m., the Packers will visit uh, the Raiders out in <coughs> Oakland, Oakland, L.A., Vegas, wherever it's, it's they're, Oakland whatever still. they're at. Is it still Oakland? It's still uh, Oakland. I don't, know. I just, they, I don't they, know. They go to Las Vegas in 2020. There, nobody knows these days. You seem to be the only no, one. No, no, no. There's You're no. the only one that doesn't know, Scott. Just you. <laughs> just It's Oakland and San Diego. They're just the most confusing people in the world. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, will be taking on the Chicago Bears Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. Uh, Saturday at 4 p.m. you'll be seeing the Texans versus the Rams. And
3: I'm going to stop you here on, um, um, in the chance that um the Rams starters actually play, mm-hmm. this is my game of the week.
2: That well, I be. do think they do play. It's the, usually it's the, usually starters will play in the week three. Season.
3: I know usually, but Rams have been weird so far. Is a starter has not even seen the <laughs> once in two games. So it, if, if they do play, this is my game of the week yeah. I, I think I think there's a lot, a lot to showcase here.
0: showcase. That's an interesting little animal. Um, Saturday at 4 p.m. you got the Titans versus the Steelers. Uh, Saturday at 4.30 p.m., you got the 49ers taking on the Indianapolis Colts. On Saturday at 7 o'clock p.m., the Ravens will be taking on the Miami Dolphins. Saturday at 7 p.m., you got the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Saturday at 8 p.m., you got the Saints taking on the Chargers. You got uh, Sunday, <coughs> Bengals versus the Bills at 4 p.m., and then your Sunday night football preseason game, you got the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Dallas Cowboys. <coughs> and uh, for my game of the week, just throwing it out there. I'm going to be going at the Seahawks Vikings game, not just because I'm a Vikings fan, but because of the fact that that's that big rematch, that divisional game where Blair Walsh missed that wide left field goal. So that, I believe, is going to be a very exciting game. The
3: preseason, who cares about our rivalry?
0: Preseason? I care. I care every time the Vikings are playing. Oh, the starters are, the are playing.
3: <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the hope. That's the whole.
1: Dylan, what's your game of the week, man? My game of the week is going to be. The Detroit Lions heading down to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, the Lions have been pretty damn terrible this entire preseason. They have, and the Buccaneers are really trying to find uh, they're trying to find that number one back there. Peyton Barber is looking like he's pulling way ahead of uh, Ronald Jones, their mm-hmm. second round pick down there. But uh, maybe I think this is a chance for Jones to pop off a couple of carries against a really bad Lions run defense. And uh, Josh, last but not least,
2: uh, I'm going to go with. Um, Jaguars-Falcons. Ooh, yeah,
0: that'll be a good one. The high-powered passing offense. You get to see Calvin Ridley against a real defense.
3: Yes. I'm going to throw in one of those little curveball games over the game of the week here, and that's the uh, Eagles and the Browns. We um, yeah, have the Super Bowl champions. They're going to This is the first real chance to see what this quote-unquote turned-around offense of the Browns is going to look
0: like. Yeah, and you get to see that quote-unquote number-one overall draft pick, Baker Mayfield,
3: as well. Exactly, and, and I, so... I think this will be a good opportunity to see if the Browns offense can begin to turn around or if we're going to see much of the same. Very nice. And now, now,
0: it's time. Tyler, are you excited? I'm
2: always excited as long as you don't interrupt. Uh, I'm, why would I interrupt? Because you've done it from seven straight episodes. He quote, unquote, promises. Quote unquote promises. Almost spit my drink out there. Tyler. It's chicken Creations
1: oh, pouches.
0: No, we don't want chicken creations. What's going on here? It's a day yeah. for some You're YouTube. YouTube rap. Rap time, hey, you? you need to call down. It's that time, right? It's time for Tyler's Top 10! What is exciting? See, our producer yelled did Jordan yell? yeah, he yelled at me. He, said, he yelled. He yelled. He yelled. He got mad. Scott, what he are you doing? He yelled, he yelled at me. He said, "He said I'm forbidding him from using music in the background because it overpowers everything."
5: But I like it loud
0: because Jordan, if it's too loud, and I see you're watching right now, if it's too loud, you're too old.
4: So there's that.
0: Right, hey, calm down. Hey, calm down. I'm only 31. You're old. I'm not old. I am not old. I'm 31 years old. I act like I'm 16. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I am a child at heart.
3: But all right, we're gonna go into Tyler's top 10, and uh, I want to keep a focus on the regular season. We're talking a lot about preseason. I want to talk. I want to get to what everyone wants to hear. let kind of talk about where the regular season is going. Last week we talked about defenses, and uh, I was going back and forth. with what I want to do this week? So we're gonna do. I, I did defense last week. So this is going to the other one. That's Running backs. Running backs. Everybody oh. loves Running Bats. Oh, boy. Uh, this is Come on, that's the that's Mickey Mouse. You <laughs> don't like <realize> it.
0: <laughs> but,
3: Let's so, do the hot dog dance. So, again, that disclaimer that I do not care about what that Running back has done in past years. This is predicting <coughs> how we're going to be in 2018. Yes, sir. So going to number 10, it has got something like this one right Ooh, out of the gate. Oh, boy. And this is a guy who I thought was gonna have a monster year last year, except he went down almost immediately. Yes. Dalvin Cook.
0: Dalvin was one of those guys. He he lit up the, the he lit up the board um, early on and, and I knew right away he led the league in rushing for those first couple of weeks. I thought he was going to lead the league in rushing in general, and uh, when he went down it was it was devastating, but it wasn't that devastating. The Vikings played good ball anyway. Uh, especially with their running game, with that dual uh, running back system that Jarek McKinnon and, and Latavius Murray uh, moved they had going on. But I want to see what Delvin Cook can do. I want to see if he is the the new you know, AP that uh, that we saw in those, those first years where AP was a Viking. I want to see if Delvin Cook lights up the world the way that, that Adrian Peterson did. And I want to see if Delvin Cook is going to be that guy that leads them to the promised land that is the Super Bowl.
3: And I believe, I believe he can, and, and, I, and, I'm, and you're going to see this as a trend on, on this list. Is I believe a good running back can do a couple of things. They they need to be a good running back for starters, That's the obvious. You also need to have a good offensive line. You you, you can't do it alone. And then also you need to have a, a passing game that works because that way it keeps defenses guessing. And I think Dalvin Cook. I believe he's going to have a slow start. I mean he's coming off injuries. so I mean it's, it's it's a tough injury to come off of. But I believe that Dalvin Cook is going to finish the year as a top ten runner. And, and, and uh, Kirk Cousins is going to keep that, that offense moving in a way where the defense aren't going to know if, uh, if they're going to tackle the pass game or tackle the rush game. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a very interesting offense to watch.
1: Right. I, I absolutely agree. Dylan. Uh, I agree that uh, Dalvin Cook is a top ten running back. In fact, I have him in my top ten of my fantasy football running backs this upcoming Yeehaw. season as well. Uh, so, Tyler, thumbs up for me. Why, thank you.
3: And Josh?
2: Thumbs up. He's, uh, he's going to do well as long as he doesn't get hurt again.
3: Right. Fair enough. Number nine is a guy I'm sure going to get some flat for this one, but this guy has been such a consistent running back in this league. And I'm going to stand by him. He's going to continue his consistency, and that's LaShawn McCoy. Ooh, shady. I, I still am a big shady fan. I'm, I'm going to stand by this. The only struggle here is that um, the uh, passing offense is going to be the struggle. Yeah. Um. So defenses are going to know that, that the run running game is coming. But my, my defense here is last year was the same case. Um, To me, the offense is going to be better this year. But, uh, and the Sean McCoy has still had a fantastic year. I, I think McCoy is one of those guys who can't overcome that. And he'll continue to be a
0: phenomenal runner. See, I don't think McCoy. You look at at LeSean McCoy's numbers. He still put up eleven hundred and thirty eight yards, third in the league. Yep, third in the league. I, I think one big thing about about Buffalo that that you're really looking at is is it's whether or not the passing attack can keep up with with the great job McCoy does. The passing attack in Buffalo is not nearly as scary as as we're we we believe it's going to be. Um, they they obviously don't have a, a an accurate quarterback over there in Josh Allen at this point in time, and I think the idea is that Josh Allen is going to be starting. AJ McCarron goes down with the, the shoulder injury. Realistically, like you said, they're, they're going to be running the football a hell of a lot more. One thing that I thought was was worth pointing out: LaShawn McCoy had a dip. You know, you you talk about how how he uh, performed well even without a good passing game, but he had a significant dip in touchdowns last year went from thirteen to six. And I think that really makes the big difference because in order to buy wins you gotta buy points and, and LaShawn McCoy was not really putting points on the board last year in spite of all that yardage.
3: Now what I'm gonna say though is last year as a whole you saw a dip in all running backs touchdowns. Um just about all of them had had their numbers go down in, in number of touchdowns and I think this is a year where, but but being
0: in cut in more than half,
3: half no, we're going I, thirteen I, to six. I agree. I agree. The numbers were a lot lower than they should have been. I
0: mean, we're we're talking, you know, a, a fifty plus percent dip. I mean, over fifty percent in the touchdown category. That's that's a that's a lot of points to be not having on your, on your and, team. And
3: but but. And, and that, I think that's more of a Bill thing, <coughs> Bill's problem in general. Right. I don't think it's a LaShawn McCoy issue. It, it could very well
0: only be a LaShawn McCoy issue. The I, I, You're right, it's a Bill's issue, but it becomes a LaShawn McCoy issue. And, that's the thing about it, because the Bills don't have a passing game, so they know McCoy is coming.
3: Right, and, and, and that's the <coughs> issue. But, 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 but uh, what LaShawn McCoy has proved is, even though his numbers have come down as far as touchdowns, um, he's sti- his he's yard still, steak, he's, he still gets his yards. and. <laughs> touchdowns are—I don't want to use the word lucky—but touchdowns could go to anybody. They—they they could, um, because, because you can have a ninety-nine-yard run, get kicked out of bounds, and all of a sudden they bring in the fullback and he steals your glory. When, when you I'm talking,
0: when I'm talking elite runners, though, I'm talking guys that are going to be putting up, you know, twelve hundred yards, you know, double-digit touchdowns, maybe eight or above. I'll even give him eight or above. And this guy, he only put up six touchdowns last year. Sean McCoy is going to have an uphill struggle. I think he's going to have a good year. Don't get me wrong. I, th- I still think he breaks a thousand. I still he think he comes out there and has a good shady McCoy year. But I don't think it
3: that you know he's going to be uh, a top ten guy.
0: How
2: many receiving touchdowns does Sean McCoy have last year? That's
3: a good question, Josh. Because you got to take in that into consideration as well.
2: I can find
0: that right now. And, and,
3: and while you're looking it up? What I want to say is, you talk about elite runners having north of twelve hundred, but Sean McCoy had just south of twelve hundred. But he's a number three guy. Rushing yards were a lot less last season, and and, and, and that's has been, been a problem.
1: Oh, uh, let's see here.
0: Do 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 do, do, do. He it's only two. had two receiving touchdowns last year, so, so, so those
3: numbers were down. but, uh, but I mean <coughs> that, that it, it could be McCoy problem, but I, I'm I'm going to stand by it. it's not. McCoy gets his numbers, he gets his yards because he is a phenomenal running back. He's an elite running back. He's going to get his yards, and the, the touchdowns will come.
0: Yeah, I, I would tend to hope so for Buffalo's sake, um, but you, you're going to have to hope that one of those quarterbacks really steps up and shows that he can open up the field and open up lanes for him uh, uh, moving forward.
3: We've heard from Josh on the matter. Dylan, what, 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 what's your take on LaShawn on McCoy? Um, it,
1: it's hard to say he is in the top 10 running back because he's been... Uh, very consistent. He has long-term success, proven success, over some of the younger backs in the league that we may or may not rank above him. Um, uh, But from my own fantasy football standpoint, I don't see the guy as a top ten running back Uh, simply because he plays for the Buffalo Bills. And I think that hurts That hurts him a little bit. And I, and, and I, and I agree with you there.
3: I'm just looking at last year where Buffalo Bills' offense was – Roughly the same as it is now, and not very good. M- McCoy still gets still gets his stuff. He still gets his shit in, as we would say. Yeah, welcome to the biz, kid. Number eight. So I'm going to get some flat for this one, being how low he is. But based on how he did last year, I, I I'm going to stick with it, and that's and that's and that's Kamara. Um, Kamara did not break a thousand yards. And in well, that split back system, I understand. Um. Ingram was the touchdown guy, and so Kamara, Kamara will get a chance to really pick that up as Ingram's going to miss some games.
0: I, I, well, Kamara is, is always a um, uh, change of pace kind of back. I, I think we've, we've come to, to uh, expect that. Um, Ingram put up 1,124 yards last year. Um, Kamara, I mean, receiving wise, he was a machine, but I mean, even, even out of the backfield, really he put up 728 yards. I think Kamara has shown that he can be a, um, you know, a, a, an every-down back. But to me, I mean, Ingram is still showing that he's worth the money. I, Ingram is, is showing that he's worth being considered as a number one back. Um,
3: you keep uh, talking like Ingram, but, the, but you got Kamara here in the, in the top. 10. Right,
0: but but that's the problem. Is is Kamara's in? The, uh, does Kamara belong in the top ten? I don't think so. I don't think he winds up taking Ingram's spot. I think Ingram keeps that spot until but the end Kamara of the
3: year. But I, is the starter?
0: No. Now, when you're talking, when you're talking, going, I, no, he's not the starter. When you when you go into twenty nineteen, Kamara is the starter. But when you're going into twenty eighteen, Ingram is the starter. You know, come come week five, Ingram takes his spot. Come week five, Ingram's the starter.
2: Ingram is rolling from there. Yeah, he'll get he'll get his chance to still be the guy. Yeah, he's going to get his shot. He had twelve in touchdowns last season.
0: Yeah, weeks one through four, he's going to he's going to get his opportunity to be the guy. But Ingram is he is their starting running back. Ingram put up eleven hundred yards last year. Ingram is the proven guy. Ingram knows their system better than Kamara. Is Kamara a, a great commodity? Absolutely. Does that make Kamara a top ten running back?
3: I don't know about all that. And, and the reason he's in my top ten is because <coughs> Ingram misses. Some games here, yeah. And Ingram missed some games. And as Josh mentioned on McCoy, you have to take into account receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They still matter. Scrimmage yards as a whole is 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 really the uh, the all there.
0: Yeah, and and maybe maybe that is the case. I like I said, I don't I don't buy Ingram above Kamara. Um, Ingram still did put up some some good receiving yards last year. Four hundred and sixteen yards receiving. So I mean, he still did put up good good numbers for a guy catching out of the backfield. Um, I, I believe that that uh, Ingram stays the starter. I think Ingram still outperforms Kamara this year. And now, now when Kamara takes over that that spot, sure, you know I, I'm I'm with you on that. Kamara had 826 yards receiving. So they they ultimately ultimately they they Kamara had been, what 100 yards more than than Ingram from scrimmage Which Just makes him better. Does I don't with know. With five that touchdowns. Is, yeah, with five touchdowns. Now, do, I don't know that it makes Kamara better, but I think Kamara winds up taking the spot in 2019. It
2: just makes him more versatile. Used in other, you, he, he, gets, he gets used in other ways. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a he more is, versatile back. He's and smaller, end. he's and, and, quicker, and, and
3: that's why I like him better. Because um, you're counting from scrimmage, Kamara has more yards and more touchdowns.
0: But does that make him a top 10 runner? I don't think so. I don't think that right. I don't think this season he winds up as a top 10. Now, if you were to say 2019, Elvin Kamara top 10, I'd be all about it. Especially if Ingram doesn't get an extension. Um, if if Ingram sees free agency. I, I think you're talking to Alvin Kamara. But right now, I don't think you're talking to Alvin Kamara. Because when I think running back, I think a guy that can play in the trenches. And I don't see Alvin Kamara as that guy at this point in time that's going to be playing
1: in the trenches.
3: Dylan, where are you at in Alvin Kamara?
1: I like Alvin Kamara. fantasy football-wise, is a top-10 running back. Uh, his complete game, I like him. But uh, I think you got him in a good spot. Borderline, top-10, he's close to that number 10. I think he got it right. I think he winds up as a number. I, I, am and I'm not saying that he's not a good back because he is. I
0: think he, he's just outside the top ten, number eleven, number twelve. But I don't, I don't think he
2: got him in the top ten. This I, year. And on a, on a, uh, on a other note, you got to think. There's been multiple times where a guy has missed four weeks in a season and has come out and gotten a thousand yards. You're right,
3: Le'Veon Bell.
2: Le'Veon, especially but
3: is Ingram Bell. No. But no Abram but, is a great running back. I'm gonna stand by that.
0: But he is in an, in the very successful New Orleans Saints system.
3: Absolutely. And everyone out on Facebook and everyone that's me listening on that, <laughs> I i love your feedback and, and I'm sure we all would too. Um where do you stand, Al, Alvin Kamara? Um, do do you count the receiving yards when we're talking about top ten running backs? Do so you look at Raspberry Jones? That is a big difference when you're talking about Alvin Kamara as he hit he is that type of uh, Jamal Charles type of guy where you're talking about he gets a lot of receiving yards, a lot of rushing yards.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, if, if you're looking at it from that aspect, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. At the same time, I don't buy him as a, as a top running. He reminds me very much of a Reggie Bush type guy right now, and and I don't believe Reggie Bush was a top running back in this league, to be honest with you. I, I never bought the Reggie Bush hype. So, uh, Alvin Kamara, I mean... I could see him top... Like I said, I'm, I'm not against him. I, I see I see him top 10 2019, 2018. Questionable.
3: Number seven, another one we're going to get some flex for because of how low he is, I believe, and that's going to be David Johnson. All the way down at seven. And that's because I'm not fully sold on him to be that elite guy <clears throat> that some other guys that we're going to talk about are, are or are going to be.
0: David Johnson, statistically... Um, He's a hell of a runner. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, In 2016, puts up 1,200 yards. Um, career-wise, he's had 1,843 yards. I mean, I understand it's it's tough to be sold on a guy um, who's had basically one good season. Okay, but I also understand that it's <clears throat> this guy's coming off of an injury, and that's the the thing that makes me question David Johnson a little bit. But he's young. He's 26 years old. He's getting into his prime and uh, I think he's going to wind up exploding come this year. He's going to have himself a hell of a year. Is he going to lead the league in rushing? Nah, probably not. But I think he's going to have a 1,000-plus yard a year, and I think he's going he's to do very well for himself. But I,
3: So you think seven's a good spot?
0: Honestly, I think, I think seven is a good spot for him. I, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you here. David Johnson, and I'm going to go sprinkle rock salt on places where hell just froze over as well because I'm agreeing with you. But um, <laughs> David Johnson... Winds up at number seven. I think that's a good spot, especially coming off of injury. Uh, a year where he only had eleven <laughs> attempts for twenty-three yards. I agree with you here. I, I think David Johnson comes comes out strong over a
2: thousand yards. He'll be doing well. I also agree. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect spot for him. Right, right there at the borderline. It's a little safe you know, from, for him, to be honest with you. A little safe. Of a pick. But also, the only thing that I that, that that holds him back for me is injuries. Yeah. I mean, he had. I mean, he. Hurt his wrist week one against Detroit last season. Um, he was ready to return back in November, but once the team already knew they weren't going anywhere, they didn't bring him back. So I think he'll come in and he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. He's gonna come out. I think he's gonna ball. That's so what I think. That was the perfect spot for him at seven, right?
1: No, definitely a top ten back. I,
3: I I'm gonna add, I'm gonna end the David Johnson conversation with with this. If the Cardinals had a quarterback say. We'll use Drew Brees as an example. I would be moving him up to the top three. Because wow. they, have, they have a uh, passing game that can complement. And I'm going to stand by this. If you have a passing game that's, that's good and a running game that's good, it, it, it throws defenses off. They don't know what's coming. And uh, and uh, it, it makes it harder for them to predict what's going to happen. And I think it's going to be a case, much like McCoy, where David Johnson is going to be heavily relied on.
0: Absolutely, I I agree with you on that. I think David Johnson is going to get a heavy, heavy, heavy workload this year, and uh, there's no doubt about that.
3: Number six, another one that I could get some flat for, but you know what? I I'm standing by all my picks, and no matter how much you guys disagree with me, I mean, I've had some agreements, some disagreements, but I'm just, I'm going to keep going here. Number six is going to be the rookie Saquon Barkley. I refuse to put a rookie quarter rookie running back in my top five because I want to see a season before you before you prove it. And I think. Being, being given the opportunity to be in the top ten as a rookie is still says a lot about what people expect out of you. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to go number six, Saquon Barkley.
0: Injuries. And, and that, that's the one thing. I, I want to see how fragile this guy is. We've already had a preseason situation where he's been what, what, heavily wrapped leg, carted off the field, you know, that that type of deal. Saquon is an explosive back. I mean, we, we all heard that clip, and I, we were just talking about it earlier when we were off the air. Saquon, Saquon. You know, we, we know he's a speedster. We know he can oh, go. His,
3: his one and only really good place. Yeah, I, I guess. I
0: don't know. But, you know, you, this guy, he can he can really go. And we know he can go. We know he's got a high motor. We know he can play the game. The question I have about him is durability. And, and I think you've got him in, in about the right spot there, that six or seven-ish spot. I, I think it's where he needs to be. Saquon Barkley is um, he, hes a, a, an explosive, explosive runner. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns this year. I think he breaks a thousand. I think it got him in the right spot. Um, the only—the only way he's going to wind up out of that top ten is just like I said, durability. I don't think his playing ability has anything to do with it. I think he just needs to be able to stay healthy this year. Josh, what you got for me?
2: Uh, I agree. It's—I agree completely with you, Scott. It comes down to durability. <coughs> If he stays healthy, he's going to have a monster year. you got to think, this is a team that has Eli Manning, who's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. You don't have to really worry about him too much. And then you have a great receiving core. You don't have much to worry about there. So I think when it comes down to it, it just comes down to durability. He should be a top-ten back.
0: And another big thing about Saquon that, that I think that, that we're, you know, Tyler was talking about earlier with these running backs like Kamara. You know, Saquon <laughs> has proven that he can catch well out of the backfield. He, he he's shown his versatility in that aspect. We've seen it in several games where he just he can catch out of the backfield and make big plays happen very much like Kamara does. I like Saquon Barkley. I, I think this is a good spot for him, Tyler, honestly. Dill, what you got for me?
1: Um I think six is high. And I would almost maybe not have him in the top ten just yet. Wow. For a lot of uh, reasonings we've already discussed. That's powerful. Why? Um unproven in the NFL. Uh he's gonna jump into an offense that didn't play very well last year and quite frankly didn't play the very well the year before that when their defense kinda carried that team. They're they're putting a lot on his back here. Uh he's gotta prove something to me before I can say he's top ten. Wow, that's that's powerful. That's a well,
3: that that's, you're the that, first
0: person I've ever heard say that.
3: And uh, that's fair so far. Part part of me does have him my top ten just because of all the hype and I I hate giving uh, rookies that chance of. Uh, I hate giving rookies that early height before they approve it. So, I, I, in one sense, I agree with Dylan on this, but in one sense, I, I believe Saquon Barton has the potential of being that top 10 guy.
0: No, if he doesn't wind up in the top 10, does Dylan get to dance around the room and say, I told you
1: so, I told you so? No, because I ranked him number 10 in my fancy running. Oh. <laughs> Awful. I didn't want to be the guy who didn't put him in there. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So you were just being trendy. Trendy. Oh, hey, I see. On the podcast
3: like, "You know what? He's not top ten, but <laughs> i kind of top 10. <laughs> it's a little different. A little different. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Going to the top five, and this is a guy that I really like. I continue to like him, I'm, and it's going it, to it take a lot for you guys to tell me that he's not going to be. He's not going to continue to be a great running back. I probably have him a little high, but I, I I'm going to stand behind him. That's Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. I like Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's a great running back, and I've talked a lot about running backs being good because of how good their passing system is. And Philip Rivers, as we talked about, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the history of the league. Mm-hmm. Their passing game to continue to be great, which is gonna open up opportunities for Melvin Gordon to also continue to be great. Melvin Gordon was uh, very high He's number seven in the league in. in in rush yards, uh, eleven just over 1,100. And I think that's, that's going to be a trend that continues.
0: I watched Melvin Gordon's stats go up and then up and then up again. He just keeps going up. We, we saw 641 yards, zero touchdowns his first year, and everybody was calling Melvin Gordon a bust. You remember that? He yeah. gets drafted, and everyone was saying, this guy sucks. And then 2016 rolls around, and we watched Melvin Gordon put up 997 yards and 10 touchdowns, and then two through the air. So, so now everybody's going, well, this Melvin Gordon guy's not so bad. Now, last year, he goes up and he puts up 1,105 yards, eight touchdowns on the ground, four through the air, and it really shows everybody, look, I'm here. I'm here to be the starting running back in the, uh, the, San, the San Diego, L.A., Las Vegas Chargers, whatever <laughs> the hell they are. I, I'm, I'm here to be the starting running back for the Chargers. I'm Melvin Gordon. I'm the man, and I hope, beyond hope, because I, I liked this guy when he got drafted. When he got drafted, I said, this guy's going to be the best running back that comes out of this draft. So far, he's proven it, but at the same time, he's still got work to do to say, hey, I'm an elite runner. I want Melvin Gordon to succeed. I like this pick. Would I put him at number five? I might put him just a couple spots lower, maybe like number seven or eight, but I do like the idea that Melvin Gordon's in the top ten. I like him a lot.
1: Definitely a top ten running back. I like to think he's a top five running back, the way he's played. He was developed well in college football, um, and it took him a little bit of time. It it seems like he develops well in general, from college football to the NFL. Right, he took his time. He's gradually gotten better. He's added catching the ball out of the backfield to his game, which he didn't have coming directly out of college. And you know, Philip Rivers is the heart of that team, but I believe Melvin Gordon is a straw that starts to
4: drink.
0: And and isn't that kind of what you hope for a running back, a guy that develops over time? You know, he he was kind of stinky in college when he first walked through the door. And he developed and got better and better and better. Now he walks in the door in the NFL, and he gets better and better and better. We saw that type of development by through Peyton Manning. We got to see that type of development. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning walked in the door. He had one hot year starting, and then he was eh, and then he got better and better and better and better. That's what you like to see out of players. That's why you draft guys, so that they're going to develop into superstars over time. So when they hit that age 27 to 32, that you know you've got a superstar on your hands for five years. Melvin Gordon's going to be sure. that guy. And, and he's only 25 years old. He's got, a lot, obviously, a lot of tread on the tires. I like this player. I think he's going to wind up being a, a, one of the great running backs in this league for a long time if he continues going the way he's going and if his stock continues to rise the way it has over the course of the last three years. But Melvin Gordon, do I, do I put him in the top five? Probably not, Tyler, to be honest with you. I, I'd probably put him, like I said, six, seven, eight. But he's still going to be a top ten running back in this league.
3: Well, I, I, the reason is last season he was number seven, so I think
0: he only gets better. I, I mean, he could. It, it, it depends on on if he continues this upstroke that he's got going on.
2: Um, the way I look at it is this: We're, we've all, I mean, you guys, you guys have all said it. Um, he's only improved, and uh, hard work pays off. I want to look at something that was said to Kareem Hunt in Week One after he fumbled that first that first mm-hmm. rush. His coach came up to him after the fumble and said. <coughs> It's not how you finish, or it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Absolutely. So I think he's going to come in this year and have a and have a huge year for them. You got to think they have a strong receiving core. They suddenly, you know, very suddenly. They, they, I yeah. mean, because they didn't have that before. Yeah, and they they have a veteran quarterback who I mean who has been up and down throughout the years, but mostly up. Uh, he knows how to get it done. So I feel like uh, this is a year for him to really come out and and do, do some strong things.
3: All right. And I'm going to go to number four, and I decided to play it safe in my top three. I'm a little myself. But in myself. But, and that's why I made it a point to put Gordon and this guy just outside the top three, because I think it was two guys that could break into the top three. It's Melvin Gordon and it's Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, he had his rookie season last year, broke a thousand his rookie season. At nine touchdowns. I think Leonard Fournette's ready to just tear it up and have a chance to lead the league. (laughs) But again, I I played it safe by top three, so I put him at four. But Fournette has a phenomenal chance to really just break (coughs) down even more this
0: year. Fournette's a big bruiser of a back, which I really like about him. And I I think it really shows in his touchdown production. Nine touchdowns this year um, on the ground. Um, One one thing that kind of gets me about Leonard Fournette is, you know, and we see it all the time. Guys get really excited. Like, for example, and, and the guy I'm going to bring up here is Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray, everybody got excited about him, and he broke, what, 1,009 yards or something like that. He, he, he broke 1,000 yards, and everybody got excited. And I understand 1,000 yards to most folks is a, is a good thing, but I don't put much stock in a guy when he breaks 1,000 yards and he breaks it barely. You know, I, I, don't, I don't put a whole lot of stock in that. Last year, Leonard Fournette, he broke 1,000, but he put up a 1,040. So, I mean, do I do I put a lot of stock in a guy that, that narrowly breaks it? It's kind of like when Reggie Bush did the same thing when he was playing for the Detroit Lions. You know, he he, he came in, he broke, what, 1,006 yards, I think it was. So, do I put a ton of stock? I mean, 1,000 yards is a good year, but I want to see you break 1,100. I want- I've
1: seen Kevin Smith come into the 0-16 Lions and do that as rookie year. right. So, so do it's kind of changed. Yeah, now?
0: Do, do I do I put a bunch of stock in a guy that narrowly breaks it by a few yards? Not so much. Leonard Fournette, I, I agree with you. I think he could be a monster in this league. I think he's going to wind up developing and, and even more so being you know a, an all star runner. I think Leonard Fournette is something special, and he showed that last year. And and I think he showed that he can play in the trenches. And he and I mean. He he didn't do a whole lot catching out of the backfield. I mean, he he did have three hundred two yards, thirty six receptions. But I believe that Leonard Fournette will develop. Will he develop into a top three back? I I don't know. I I've yet to see you know him him develop into a top three. I don't I don't know that he will. But Leonard Fournette is going to be a, a great runner in this league. I kind of like the spot. I kind of I would I would probably bring him down to five or six, but maybe that's
3: just me. And here's my thing on this is uh. And we've talked a lot, and yeah, you you bring up a lot about the thousand yard thing. But if we were to build a top ten based on last year's about, about last year's rushers, one of those top ten would have less than a thousand yards. Um, rushing yards are starting to slowly tick down a little bit as it's becoming more of a passing league. Um, as the leader had thirteen twenty seven. If you take Kareem Hunt's numbers and compare it to say the, the top rushers of say four years ago. Keep five. But but we know everything comes in waves in
0: this league, and and what I what I mean by that is we we see those, you know we we've seen what I mean just we're not too far off from Adrian Peterson breaking two thousand here, so I mean I to to even though the, and that's the,
3: almost eight hundred yards more than the leader of last season,
0: right? You know, and I'm, I'm we're not too far off of that, but the the rushing leaders have been around that that 1300, 1,400 right yard. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. That I, we haven't seen the rushing yards go down, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you
2: that you're not going to see those rushing yards go right back up in the next few years. You also have a lot of teams that are throwing the ball 50 plus times a game. Yeah, and, and that's compared to issue. running the ball, you know, 20 to between 20 and 45 with just your starter. Yep, like it used to be. So it, it, it's it's a passing league, yes, and I think that's a main reason why it, the running game has kind of took a backseat. But oh,
3: oh, for for sure. <coughs> <coughs> As a rookie, breaking a thousand is legendary. I don't know that that's legendary. Not many rookies break 1, as a thousand yards as a rookie rusher.
2: Uh, I don't. I don't it's,
0: know that that's it's, legendary it's,
2: either. It's the way. It's the best way to start you off on the right foot for people to start talking about you. Because if you're if you're a rookie and you're highly touted and you're like, okay, this guy is going to be a monster coming into the league, and he comes out in his first year and he gets three to five hundred, which yeah. happens a lot. It's kind of like, okay, he was a bust. Yep. but if a man breaks a thousand yards, people are looking. I'm like, okay, he's he's onto something. So, you know, if you're if you're breaking a thousand yards, it's considered it's considered you did good. You did a good job this season.
0: I mean, rookie a thousand yard rushers. Uh, to me, I mean, you Alfred Morris did it. I mean, so I mean, to me, I don't think Al- it's necessarily Alvin Morris
4: is still a good
3: back.
0: I, and, and I'm not saying that Alfred Morris isn't a good back. But but to say that 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 makes him something of an elite rusher or whatever the case may be, I mean, w- would you sit here in front of me right now and say Alfred Morris is an elite rusher or a legendary? Not
3: anymore. Yeah,
0: and and that's right. the thing. But Alfred Morris, he broke he broke sixteen hundred yards that year, but I wouldn't call him legendary. I mean, it, if he's it,
3: in the right team, if he is because he he know he had he had um over the course of those two years the. The most rusher there's been any
0: rusher in those of two years. Yeah, I'm just I I don't I don't buy it. I I don't I, I don't buy just breaking a thousand yards one season is just it, and that's that makes you a legendary rusher. I don't buy that. But like I said, Leonard Fournette, over time, do I think? I mean, he could, he could for sure. I mean, we got to see where. I mean, it was his rookie year last year, but he only broke it by a thousand forty yards. He broke it by forty yards. I'm I'm waiting for for Leonard Fournette to show up and show me that, that he's gonna be truly an elite rusher and really dig in, hit that lemon, that twelve hundred yard mark that proves that he's an elite rusher in this league.
3: Dylan, where you at in this
1: one? Uh I I think you can give him top ten. I have him a little lower on my top ten, but uh, I, I don't think you're coming out of left field with this one. No, no, I don't
0: think you're coming out of left field. I think you bring him down a little bit, but I, I don't think he's he's Four, I think that's that's pretty high for the Larry
2: biggest Leonard thing Fournette. for Leonard Fournette is, for me, I think he stopped ten. Obviously, I think I think his numbers will still be right around the, just a thousand. You got to think people are going to look at him because of the season that he had his rookie year. They're also going to look at the fact that this team doesn't have the receiving core that it had last year. Not at all. So they're going to know automatically he's getting the ball a lot. So and that's fair. That's that's where I stand with it. I think he, I think he does do a good job. He's still going to be top ten, but I don't think he's going to be anything crazy good this year. No.
3: Okay, going to the top three. Everyone in this room knows what those top three are. Close your eyes, um, rub the magic ball, and take a guess at who you think this is. Number three is Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke. Um, I like this one. I do not think he breaks the top two. I believe Ezekiel Elliott continues to have a very, very phenomenal year. And, and I just don't think he breaks the top two. I, and I, I, I don't I I really can't put the, put, put it on there, but I, I think it's it. Well, during the top three, it's 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 hard to uh, take a shit at anybody.
0: Yeah, I, I Zeke is is one of those guys where everything in Dallas runs through Zeke, everything. I mean, point. at this point, yeah, Dak Prescott has has shown a degree of inconsistency that I think that everything in Dallas runs through Zeke. If you don't run through him, there's a problem. You <laughs> know, I mean, and and uh, I, I agree with this one. I I, it, I mean, if he's 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 going to be top three. I mean, I, I may or you or might. I don't know who you got in your one and two. But yes, you do. I, I kind of do. I, I, think I do. But it, Zeke's
3: at three because of I, I talked about earlier, um, complementary offense.
0: Yeah, and and if if it was, I mean, I maybe I might put Zeke at two, but but realistically, this is a pretty good position for Zeke. I like this spot. He had himself a, a he's had himself a, a good year. I, I like Zeke. I, I think he's a good runner. I think this is this is pretty accurate.
2: Josh, it's it's pretty fair. Um, it's it is what it is. I can't. It, it's agreeable. Obviously, it's it's he's he's going to be their offense this year. If you're asking me, and you're you're talking a situation where a guy had injuries on top of it. Mm, yeah, you know, he had um, injuries
0: last year, and he still put up 983 yards. It's a big touchdown. question mark.
2: Is how well does he well, do? Wasn't he was suspended last year.
3: He,
0: he was, was suspended, and he down. had injuries. Yeah. There were both um, things because he he went down late in the season.
2: Yeah, for me. It comes down to how well does the offensive line hold up. They just lost Travis Frederick. Also, it also comes down to how do these new, how does their new top guy, Alan Hearns, work out for them? It just comes down to how this offense and how Dak Prescott improves from last year. It just, it all comes down to is he the workhorse or do they have enough weapons for him not to have to do it all? I feel like if you put a uh, enough pressure on him, because he's not Barry Sanders. No. Uh, if you put enough pressure on him, he might break, and he might hurt himself. He, anything can happen. It just comes down to how well this offense works together as a whole, but I do think he's top 10, top 5.
0: Yeah, he's, he had uh, he had a, a sore hamstring last year, um, but I mean last season he was out for 6 whole games and still managed to put up almost 1,000 yards. I mean, I, I like his Eagle Elliott I think he is the the uh, the heart and soul of that Dallas offense right now.
1: Yeah, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, <coughs> probably my favorite running back in the league, maybe my favorite player. I love the way he runs. Deceptively fast, deceptively strong. And should he add some sort of receiving of the backfield game this year with uh, the change in the offense you see in Dallas, he could probably be your number one running back going forward. I so agree. I'm going to the top two.
3: I've already had, I have chicken scraps changing my stuff around here. But number two is going to be Mr. Mister uh, Wendy's getting, getting his contract. I'm going Le'Veon Bell, to too.
0: Yeah, and um, Le'Veon's contract, I think, is going to be the biggest problem. Um, he, he's, it, it could be a problem, and it could be a good thing.
3: And normally... Yeah. I would put the guy in a contract year over the guy who just got a big contract. But in this case there's so much going on and there's so much drama. I think it turns into into more of a distraction.
0: Right. I, I think any player has has a problem working under the shadow of a one
2: one year contract. Does it come down does it does it really come down to it being a distraction or does it become motivation?
3: And, and normally his motivation, but I think in Le'Veon Bell's case... It
2: this guy is playing angry at this team that will not give him what he wants. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out and ball and then make them make them hate the fact that they let him go.
3: And that's why he's in my top two. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, in, in for argument's sake, should be the number one runner in this league.
0: I mean, and he's 26 years old. He's got a lot of tread on the tires. He's about to enter his prime. I, I, like, the Bell, um, I like the Le'Veon Bell contract. I, uh, the issue. I I think I, I like where you put him and number two I think he's great, but but Le'Veon, um, it, it it could be good. He could be play with a chip on his shoulder, like he's going for a contract with another team, and and that could be where he goes. I mean, absolutely, he could play hard ball. Hey, I'm I'm Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to come out. I'm going to show you what I'm worth. I'm going to go over to Indianapolis. Give an Indy has has emerged as the favorite to sign them for in 2019. I'm going to give Pittsburgh the finger. And I'm going to go and I'm going to play good ball. Or Le'Veon Bell could could really just tank, have this one-year contract weighing on him all season long, and we know it could happen, and then, you know, guess what? You know, I, I'm not going to play that good a ball because I'm so busy thinking about my contract.
1: Yeah, I think we... Uh... <coughs> I think we all agree on the uh, contract variable being uh, real hit or miss. It could affect him or it could make him an even better player, like Josh stated. Um, But the reason I think it's going to be more of a detractor than a motivator this upcoming season is because if if you look back at these last two years, the steel curtain has kind of turned into the diva curtain. Oh, absolutely. And Ben Roethlisberger talks a lot, Brown talks a lot, Bell talks a lot. You know, they lose two or three games in a row, and
0: people are just going to start talking. Yep, and that's that's the big thing. People can start talking about Le'Veon, oh, well, maybe he's not worth the money. So it really depends on on, um,
2: on what goes on there. Quick question. What's up? Do we think, because Le'Veon Bell has become, has become, like you said, a diva as mm. far as this goes. I think when you're offered $70 million, I think it was, a, what, a three-year deal for $70 million that they were offered? Yeah, it was, it was kind of a... Um, at this point, like, dude, you're getting paid so much money. You're getting offered so much money. And you are thre- You were also threatened to retire at one point. Yeah. Does this guy retire if no team offers him what he wants next Absolutely year? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think he wants get. <laughs> no. He's going <clears gonna> to <throat>
3: get what he wants. I mean, you look at the contract that, um, not to spoil it, but a certain someone who's about the number one you just got, Bell deserves at least that. Yep. And he's going to get at least that. And whether it's with Pittsburgh or someone else, he's,
1: he's going to get paid. I think he ends up with the New York Giants, or I'm sorry, the New York Jets, uh, through the next off season. They can add him with Good Sam one. Darnold, and I think that's excellent.
0: And the Jets have have a lot of cap space wow. to spare. I mean, you sign that guy to a five year deal, and Sam Darnold has got himself yeah, a weapon. Don't even care. Yeah, absolutely. And, I agree with that.
3: And the one thing we haven't really talked about, and another reason why <coughs> I, I put him down at two instead of, instead of one is every year. There's either an injury or, or a suspension. A suspension. Yep,
0: that's that's the most common and, thing.
3: And it, last year included them. I mean, had had there not been one, he'd been he would, he would have been number one runner. Yep. But we're forced to take that into consideration with Le'Veon Bell.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And and I love Le'Veon Bell. Don't get me wrong. He's he's my favorite runner in this league. If,
0: but if Le'Veon pe- played a full sixteen games, I I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that we'd be talking about him
3: as a number one back. <laughs> There, there wouldn't even be a chance of me switching it out. It's yeah. just it's just what
0: it is. And not only, not only the, the the suspensions, but just the contract issue. You, you'd be talking about him as a number one back if he played a full sixteen. I think this year, if and, and I'm not sure if he's playing a full sixteen this year. I mean, who the hell knows um, whether or not he's going to get suspended? As of
3: now, it. he is. He is.
0: So th- this is going to be the telling year. Does Le'Veon Bell bring back that era of the running back that that breaks? And we just got done talking about this, which is crazy but it does Le'Veon bell bring back that 16 17 1800 yard running back i'm the,
3: bringing 1600
4: yeah back. i
0: maybe i don't know yeah I, I you know but what if he does what if he is that 16 game i brought back 17 1800 yards and and screw all the rest of these running backs. I'm better. And, and, than I, and
3: I'm sorry. Nobody in this room can say that Bell's not capable of that. We all know he is.
0: Well, I mean, and I would hope he's capable of that. Pittsburgh has dumped so much money into that offensive line. I would hope that he's capable of that.
3: Well, I'm I'm glad everyone's uh, not jumping my case for uh, dropping Bell to two. There's, a, I mean, it sounds like we're kind of on the same page that he's. Damn well capable of being the number one guy, but there's just so many he question did, marks yeah. that it's got him at two. Yep. But number one, it's I'm gonna go with the guy who who damn near was the lead league lead leader in yards, and I and uh, he he had the off season in 2016, but his rookie season was another fantastic year, and now that he's gotten paid, I believe that. Todd Gurley. Mm. Um, I believe that Todd Gurley's mindset and if you look at just getting paid sometimes it goes the route of oh I got
4: paid.
0: Yep through this. And and um, that's that's the exact thing I was I was getting ready to mention is is there are so many guys who come in and they get signed to their deal and, and when they get signed I'm to their contract, they they I'm just. Open the window. Hold on here. Yeah, hold. Bruce. Smoke. Jeez.
3: Come on, Dylan. So, Dylan. No more
0: Mary right no Sackles for that just, guy. Just throwing that out there. Dylan has the. the uh, I'm going to call it the pizza fart.
2: I think I think now that's. I've been having trouble breathing. That's why I couldn't get excited. Oh, he yeah. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> he's, he's very gaseous. That's probably why he was I gotta, like, "I got
0: either fart Dylan, or Dylan, it smells somebody. like dog shit covered in burnt
1: hair. <laughs> like, well, what the hell's the matter with you? When you are not sure if it's going to be a fart or the other <laughs> thing? Sometimes you're a little unexcited. Oh, uh, sure is that, you that what you were concerned sure about? How. He was having a
2: butt <laughs> baby. Oh
0: man, um, but but getting back to Todd Gurley, um, you know Todd Gurley, it could be that it was the exact opposite of Bell. Okay. He, he got signed to his new contract. Maybe he's satisfied and he just says, oh, fuck it, I'm getting paid anyway. Who cares? And then he just and, sits there. And a there.
3: lot of people feel that way. That that Gurley's like, I got my money, I'm done. Yeah,
0: and, so, and, and you could see that. I, I, I definitely could see that coming. And, <laughs> and he could do that at the same time. I, I want to hope, for the Rams' sake anyway, that Todd Gurley has himself you know, uh, uh, a lot more pride than that. The guy... 1,305 yards last year, rushing, 788 yards through the air. So, I mean, he was putting up 2,000 yards of scrimmage last year, six yep. touchdowns through the air, 13 touchdowns on the ground. He's explosive. He's a game changer. He's something special. When you, when you get going with Todd Gurley, everybody's talking about, when you get going against the Rams, who, how are you going to stop Todd Gurley? That's, that's and, the only and, question. And, and
3: it's been a problem for teams to be able to stop. And, and where I'm at with Gurley is when it comes to him getting his contract is, and this is where I'm going to stand with it. Gurley strikes me as someone who's like, I got my money. Now it's time to win the championship. Yeah, and maybe. Maybe that's that's what's and, going down. And that's why I have met one. I believe Gurley said, let's go win a championship. And, and he's on a team that can do just that.
0: And, and that may very well be the case. Um... I like Todd Gurley as a, as a player. I think he's fantastic. I think he's got he's got a lot to prove. Um, I like him. I like him a lot. I, I like this this selection. I, I think it's a, oh, while I think it may be and and I'm gonna I'm gonna call you on this one. While I may think it's a trendy selection, because I think every just about everybody out there saying Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley. Eh, we we have, um, uh, you know, I. You you may not be wrong, but I and I definitely think he's top three for sure. I think that's a for sure thing. But uh, you know, we we got to see how he performs with the new contract.
3: I've been very very radical on my on my uh, selections lately. I wanted to make one that was a little more. Um, yeah, a little
2: more a little more squared away there. Where's the where's
3: the peanut gallery at in this one?
2: In the one here, Josh Dylan. I mean, at this point, I have to agree with you. I mean, when you got down to the top five, it was kind of pretty easy at this point. There's no wrong choice, especially between the top three guys. Yeah, you, so you can go with any. One I can't. Of them, really. I can't disagree with you. Um, it's a good spot for. I mean, it's one, two, or three. I, I, and I, one one
0: other fair. thing I wanted to bring up just before we we switch over to Dylan Dylan here is the uh, injuries. Injuries with when it comes to Todd Gurley, we, we have seen several injuries over the course of the last three years. I think last year was the first year he was actually fully healthy. Um, well, actually, no, the first year he was suspended, if I'm not mistaken, for the yeah. first couple of games, yeah. So, the first year he was suspended, the second year he was hurt, and the third year, you know, we, but in, and even in spite of that, if you, if you like just broke it down, he was going to break a thousand regardless. But, but, you know, when it comes to Todd Gurley, it, it I, I want to say, uh, um, Durability becomes a factor as well, where we're, we're kind of concerned about whether or not he's going to be in games and whatnot.
3: And I'll, before I go to Dung, I'll end it <coughs> with this: um, Had Todd Gurley not gotten benched in the last game of the season because they were locked in their playoff spot, absolutely, Todd Gurley would have led the league. He would have gotten those last fifteen yards, twenty yards to, to beat Green Bay.
0: Yeah, and I'm that, sorry, but I mean, it's it, it would have been for sure, absolutely.
1: Uh, Gurley's my number one fantasy running back coming up. Uh, for the season. I think he's probably the best running back in the league and uh, I don't have any problem with what Tyler. But now, mm-hmm. All righty.
3: But I my, my uh my uh Tyler senses are tingling that something's about to happen here.
0: Your Tyler senses are tingling. I, I don't know
2: what you're talking <wilted> hell about. Exactly. What the hell are Tyler senses? Yep, 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 there, yep, yep, there.
1: Absolutely. There, there. There, there. I it's a great episode. It's time Freight Freightowns for God's far. Come on, Tyler, get excited. Now you look like Dylan, Dylan. This is the one. Yeah, you look like Dylan. Dylan has been about as excited as
4: and
3: it's like Josh.
2: I'd rather that happen than
3: packages. Nah, I guess we could. So, yes.
2: It's okay. Yeah. Every time they I play the line, it's very Oh, wow! So, Tyler, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hammer you.
3: So you're gonna hammer the same time. I even changed my list. I had to cross out. I knew there's more than, there's more than ten running backs worthy to be on this list. So I'm,
2: I'm excited for this.
0: <coughs> so number five, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this one may come as a surprise, but I, I moved him to five, and the only reason I moved him to five is just because of the the um, running back guy, running back by committee that we have going on over there, and, and that would be Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry is a hell of a running back. He's been running behind um, uh, DeMarco Murray for a long time.
3: Well,
0: one year. Still, two years, two years yep. Uh, first year he puts up 490 yards. Second year he puts up 744. DeMarco Murray long gone from the league now, and this gives Derrick Henry the chance to shine. The problem that I have in this situation is that they just picked up Dion Lewis yep. from the New England Patriots, so they're looking at this running back by committee situation over there. However, I believe firmly, and Dion Lewis didn't exactly, you know, perform like an all-star over there in in New England. But New England has never had a good running game, no matter what running back they bring in over there. To me, Derrick Henry explodes, Derrick Henry overtakes Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry breaks 1,000 yards
2: and shows that he's the number one rusher over there in Tennessee. Deion Lewis is just going to be a (coughs) receding back, I think, over there. I think that's that's his main objective was to be the change of pace back and just be in there on third downs. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to be their man this year, offensively, I think, period. So... I, and, I, and Tennessee has a good chance of just making the playoffs again as well. So I think with him being strong, barring injury, he's going to have a good year. So yeah. I, li- I like him. At, I, like no, him at I stand by Derrick Henry. He a good running back. He was always going to take
3: over for Marco Murray. Um, a couple years ago, they had Santa Marco Murray, and, and then a month later, they get Derrick Henry in the draft. So he's always going to be the guy to take over. And uh, it's, He's a guy I consider my top 10 here, but because of the uh, presence of the Lewis, I thought, Deion Lewis might take enough yards from him to take him out of the top 10. So he'd be like an twelve yeah.
0: guy. I think. I think Derrick Henry, he, I think he breaks 1,000 this year. I, I think, you know, and that's why I have him at number five, is just because of the presence of Deion Lewis. I think Derrick Henry could break that top 10, and I, I say could. He could break the top 10. Um, but he's, he's going to be one of those guys to really watch out for. He's going to have a breakout year this year, and I, I firmly think that that he's going to be a 1,000-yard rusher and the all-star over there in Tennessee. Um, Dylan, what you got for me on Derrick Henry?
1: Uh, I find it very thick clusterfuck of running backs from, like, 11 to 20. It's hard to speculate where I would put Derrick Henry there, but I don't think he's a top-10 guy. So,
3: But given that we're – so with it being three times forgotten five, <coughs> times ten, would you consider Derrick Henry in the top 15?
1: Uh, he might be right in there, 14, 15, like we're seeing right now. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now, um, moving on. Number four. I'm talking
0: Lamar Miller, and now, now this guy had a down year. You know, he had a down year last year. Um, Eight hundred eighty-eight yards, uh, three touchdowns. He d- he didn't have anything really spectacular last year. The year before that, he had one thousand seventy-three yards. Now. Again, guy that broke over a thousand yards, but you know only did it by seventy-three yards. So I'm not I'm not exactly completely stoked on Lamar Miller, but does Lamar Miller have a bounce back year this year? I think he does. I think Lamar Miller at 27 years old comes out and rips the roof off the place. Uh, Texas, ha- the Houston, the Houston Texans have a, a, a revamped offense a little bit here. I'm excited for Lamar Miller. I think he comes out and, and tears it up and, and definitely breaks over a thousand. I think he's going to break about eleven to twelve hundred.
3: I, I I um I think he it's a it's a revamped year, but I'm going to stand by keeping him out of my top ten. I Lamar Miller is a good running back, but he's not one of those uh, top elite guys in my opinion.
0: Well, and he you know he may not be a, a necessarily an elite guy. I'm not going to sit here and say say that he is, but they do have some some pieces. Around there now, that that can really help him. You know, you you still have Hopkins. You still have you've got Fuller. You got Sammy Coates over there. You got Ellington. That it, it kind of spreads out the field. You got Watson over there. That's really starting to, to to come into his own. And I I'm I'm hoping beyond hope that that guy you know just turns it up and and shows that he you know last year those first few games were a fluke. But I I, I like this guy. I think he's got a lot of potential. Lamar Miller is the kind of guy. That that I think is going to just, you know, he's going to eat up some yards here,
2: and I, I really
0: like that. He also
2: had less carries <coughs> than
4: he the year
0: before. Yeah, he had about fifty less. Yeah.
2: So you give him those fifty carries as possible, he's still a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. So. Uh,
0: that that that's definitely a, a, a potential. You know, he had he had, well, it was actually about thirty. It was thirty less carries, but I think with those thirty carries. You're talking a 1,000-plus a yard season.
3: Quite quite possibly. And Dylan?
1: Uh, I don't think Lamar Miller spectacular. Uh, I think he's right there with Derrick Henry. I think it's fair just considering him in that 10-15 to 15 range.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and, I, and I drafted Lamar Miller in my fantasy league. And I drafted him right where I think he deserved to be a uh, lower-end uh, RB2.
0: And that's quite quite honestly a possibility. Now going into number three. Now this is a guy, um and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of throw it Scott, him. you need to start saying that like No, here's a guy like
2: Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. now here's a guy.
0: No. Now here's a guy. Wow. Now now carry On Johnson is number three here. Wow. Carry on Johnson from the Detroit Football Lions, and, and uh or as oh, I like no, to call them hold, the Detroit Liedown. Hold on hold on
4: hold
3: on hold on. So not only are you putting Kyrian Johnson in as a guy you believe to be a top ten runner going to 2018, absolutely, Kyrian Johnson plays for a team that you cannot stand. Yeah,
0: and and absolutely, here's my thing: they they go and they pick up Lamar Miller for 4.5 million dollars. Lamar Miller, I'm sorry, not Lamar Miller. Jesus Christ, where am I going? Ligurat blunt. blunt. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Peach. He I'm going his medicine and yeah, applesauce. Yeah, I know my applesauce yeah. and medicine. I'm getting old. I'm getting old here. So they they go and pick up Blunt. They they take Blunt, 4.5 million, one one-year deal. They I don't believe Blunt is the guy. I, I don't think he's the guy. I don't think he's gonna be the guy. Carry on Johnson's a long-term guy. He's faster, he's more he's more agile, he can break tackles easier. I like on Johnson. And and I don't, and that's hard for me to say because I don't like anything Detroit Lions. I don't think I don't like anything Honolulu Blue. But what I can tell you is on Johnson, he put up the numbers, and and when I say he put up the numbers, he was doing it in in tough divisions. He was doing it, it you know. I mean, and I understand it's college. We're talking college ball here, but the guy broke a thousand yards. He broke
2: uh, what fourteen hundred yards in his college years. I like on Johnson. I'll, I'll I'll put this I'll put this out there for you. Watching Carryon Johnson as a Lions fan. This isn't even me being. Just all about Detroit, and you know, just the. I've seen a guy go out there and outplay. I get it. outplay, Amir Abdullah in the preseason. He's out there taking starter snaps against start other other starting defenses. He is great field vision. I watched this guy juke two guys out in the backfield. With it, it, looked like, it looked like a Barry Sanders juke. I'm not calling him Barry Sanders by any means, but he did fantastic things. He's got great vision. He's just, I I agree with Scott, I think he has the ability, but it comes down to the Detroit Lions offensive line.
0: Now let me throw something out there to you. So this guy plays in the SEC, which is, I mean, let's face facts. The SEC is about as close as you're going to get to an NFL, you know, in college. Let's just face that, okay? I know that, that the NCAA is just in love with the SEC, and that's just what it is. But this guy went out there playing for Auburn. 1,391 yards, 18 touchdowns, including a game where he put up five rushing touchdowns in one game. Who was that against? And and that one was uh, it was against Mississippi State. Puts up five touchdowns. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. It was against Missouri.
4: Okay.
2: So
0: five touchdowns against Missouri. And and uh, receiving-wise, I mean, he, he's not – that. that's, I guess, the one thing that, that I guess would take on Johnson kind of down a little bit. Is receiving wise, he doesn't catch a lot of, for a lot of yards. He
2: doesn't do a lot of out of the backfield. Stuff. Well, it also comes into okay. <laughs> what kind of system did I, was he in? What kind of place was he on? Right. It, it just it just varies. You never really know.
0: But but at the end of the day, he still had 194 yards. He still had two touchdowns catching receiving. I mean, to me, okay, so 20 touchdowns in a single season, and we're not talking as long as, of a season as an NFL season. NFL, we're talking 16 games. The college games, we're, talk, we're talking 12 games. And this guy's putting up 1,391 yards. Basically 1,400 yards in a 12-game span. This guy is terrifying. If I'm NFL teams, I'm looking at Carry-on Johnson going, holy crap, what am I dealing with here? This guy is going to be a monster in this league. I will
2: point out that Scott did call this a terrible pick in the NFL draft.
0: I did. I did. I Originally, I did. I
2: am. I, after watching <laughs> carry on. I, I've been
0: impressed. I thought it was. A, well, actually, no, wait, hang on a minute. Carry on Johnson. I did not call him a terrible pick.
2: You did. I saw your Facebook.
3: Page.
0: I call. I called Frank Ragnall a terrible pick. You said, no, you, you did, you said, Johnson said. Carry on Johnson was did a terrible pick. You did, did I? You did I? Maybe I did. Well, maybe did. I'm changing my ways, but I... So, I, so Scott,
3: I'm not, um, well, Dylan, go, go ahead and say you're, 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 where you're at in this, and you better start it off with your last week. Carry
1: on Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to see everything he's doing. I'm excited. But as a Lions fan, I don't want to put any expectations on him. I just Agreed. want to be... Happy all year long that he runs, if he runs for 40 yards in a touchdown, I don't care. Uh, he's obviously outplayed the Garrett Blunt, Amir Abdullah, all these other guys in the preseason. Now, does he generate the same excitement that Calvin Johnson excited, created?
2: Uh, no. Not right off that. He's just not proven enough for <laughs> me to speculate much further. If he comes about. out and has a season that you're expecting him to have, if he comes out and has a season that you're expecting him to have, him, yes. After this year, if he comes out... and has a 1,000-yard season, we have every every right to be truly excited for this guy in the future. But until then, we can't say, okay, he's going to come out and he's going to beat Barry Sanders number two. He's going to come out and he's going to save right. our franchise. It comes down to the offensive line, the health of the offensive line, the health of the, the team entirely, because you're going to need our good receivers out there. You're going to need Stafford to stay healthy. You're going to need all those different variables to, to work, and the defense has to do their job as well. And I
0: think the Lions fans have learned their lesson over the years. You know, after – you know, I remember years ago Reggie Bush is the savior. Oh, he's so amazing! And then he got hurt because his knees are made of wood. So I mean, I, I heard that nonsense that year that Reggie Bush came in, and and I think the Lions fans learned their lesson the hard way. Hey, let's not put too much stock in this guy right off the top. So that's a good thing. So,
3: Mr. Vikings fan, um, what's up? I'm gonna I'm gonna make you do this. I, I know you would hate to be the guy to eat your words, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna find your post on Facebook, and <laughs> page, but um, me and Josh both can confirm we, we saw you post it. Hey, and
0: that's okay. And you know, if I if I did, I will eat those words, Car- I believe. Here we go. You know, um, I will eat those. Josh, words. I
3: need you, or Scott. I need you to say, I was wrong.
0: I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. And I'm not. I'm a man. I'm. am not afraid to admit I was wrong. Kerryon Johnson is the real thing. Um, and and that's what I'm. I'm. I expect him to be the real thing coming this year.
3: No, and and the reason the reason I had you do that uh-huh. is because. In the chance he say say he ends up just being a full on bust.
0: Well, then um, I'm gonna dance and I'm gonna say you motherfuckers.
3: But that way you can't say I told you so. <laughs> I, you know, you'll, you'll go, you'll You've be, gone
0: back and back again. Yeah, exactly. yep. So I, I'm, I'm, you I'm, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. I'm
3: holding your feet to the fire.
0: <laughs> so number two, moving up to, to number two, I'm I'm talking Jordan Howard out of the Chicago Bears. Um, this is the
3: guy I really. Considered put in my top ten because the, the guy put up great yards last last year. So I, I, I'm, I'm. last not two years, really. I'm kicking myself for leaving him in my top ten, but
4: but I but I am in a way because
3: because Jordan Howard's proven to be a very very good running back. If I'm not mistaken, he did cross a thousand last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what placement was he? well uh, I maybe mean, he didn't cross a thousand.
0: He did cross oh, a yeah, thousand no, last yeah. year. Eleven 1, hundred and twenty-two. Yep,
3: eleven 1, hundred and twenty-two and nine touchdowns.
0: Now, now, Jordan Howard is is a, a big bruiser of a back. He likes to just beat on people, and and it's fun for me to watch. Um, and even though I'm a Vikings fan, I, I get excited to watch Jordan Howard. I like the way he runs. I like the guys that play that run up the trenches really well. Guys like Marshawn Lynch that really can hammer people when they're coming through the line. And um, Jordan Howard is one of those guys. He just lowers that shoulder. And just beams people, and it's fun to watch. Um, and and it's kind of he he kind of gave up the the yardage for the offset and touchdowns because he had an increase in touchdowns. He went from six to nine, and then and then in yardage he dropped 200 yards. But I mean, like I said before, in order to buy wins, you got to buy points, and he's still putting the ball in the end zone. So does it really hurt you? Now, <coughs> Howard, if if Howard's going to be something special in this league, he's going to have to maintain that thousand plus, and that's that's going to be the kicker here. He, it, it, I don't care if he at that point he's putting up 12 touchdowns, but he's putting up 800 yards. Now we've got a problem. So we want to see Jordan Howard continue over that 1, 1,100, 1,200 yard mark, and and we don't want to see that drop in yardage. Howard has his work cut out for him because Jordan Howard, if you look at, at you know what he's got going on, Jordan Howard is going to have to uh, uh, take on that Minnesota defense. He's going to have to take on that that uh, uh, Green Bay defense, which doesn't have a whole lot of secondary, but they have a whole lot up front. Um, so Jordan Howard's got his work cut out for him. And, and I'm hoping that for his sake, he, he seems to turn it up here.
1: Dylan, what you got for him? I think Jordan Howard has the potential to be a top ten running back. Uh, he's one of very few guys come out straight out of college two consecutive 1,000 yard seasons. He's got at least twenty passes the last couple of years, and I think he can do a little better than that. Um I don't think there's anything wrong with putting him at twelve, and in fact I probably would have put him on my top ten. Nice.
3: And I can agree Jordan Howard almost <coughs> made my list instead of Dalvin
0: Cook. Oh, I don't like
3: that. Well, you can Coke go is to hell. Cook's my ten.
0: You can you go, go to hell. hell. You go to hell.
3: <laughs> Jordan Howard's one of those guys in I'm not going to say I'm kicking myself because I, I, I stand on that. You push, better
2: start kicking yourself. But
3: Jordan Howard's going to be a great You go sure. to hell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, uh,
2: For Jordan Howard, for me, uh, I agree with Dylan. Um, I think he should be. I mean, he's he's balled out the last two years. He's going to ball out again. Stay healthy. He's in there. He's you know, it's it, There's a lot of great backs in this league, so yeah, it's – it's it's a tough thing. You never really know because there's so many variables that go into how well a guy's gonna do each year. So, I mean, you usually know your top five, but yeah, definitely. You know, when it comes to after that, it could be anybody.
3: And I I know we're about to go to your number one here, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to interrupt and kind of do a prediction on this because I'm um, going to bet just about everything I have. I know who it is. Uh huh. It's a guy. I I'm. Kind of kicking myself not for my top ten, but I'm predicting it's a pretty regressive year for him. I'm, I'm, I'm good because you hijack me. I'm going to hijack you here. Your number one. I'm almost positive is Kareem
0: Hunt. Yeah, it is. Um, so Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing last year, um, and I think he was kind of a, a victim of circumstance. You know, I'm, I'm going to I'm using the word victim very loosely here. Um, I mean, <coughs> Kareem Hunt. Um, he played good ball. Uh, all year long last year I'm excited for kareem hunt um uh, broke 1300 yards um, I uh, I like this the him as, as my my top forgotten five guy I think he's a top 10 rusher will he regress this year for sure I think he will but um you know i'm I'm gonna go ahead and say kareem hunt is my number one here I, i'm 23 years old I like it He's a rookie rookie guy. He'll have that sophomore slump. I don't think it'll be that much, though. I think he's still going to hit 1,100. Uh, he had eight touchdowns last year. I think he's still going to hit eight, maybe even nine or ten touchdowns this upcoming season. But Kareem Hunt is the guy. I think he breaks the top ten. I don't think he pushes Dalvin Cook out. I think you moved Delvin Cook up a little more. Wink, nudge, wink, nudge. But I think you shut your mouth. But uh, I think Kareem Hunt. You go Hunt, to hell. Yeah, you go to hell. But uh, Kareem Hunt.
2: Uh, that's that's my number one, Josh. What's your take? I agree. He should be in the top ten no matter what. I don't care that that they have a rookie quarterback in. It's going to bring the focus. If you're an elite back, you're an elite back. <laughs> He's proven that he can be. Um, but there's always that sophomore slump. Yes, you can come in and you can be completely, completely terrible. So, oh,
3: okay. no, I I agree. Cream Hunt's a very very good running back and. The only reason I have him so low is because I, I believe the passing game is going to struggle, and I think the defense is going to be watching Kareem Hunt a lot more. Mm-hmm. And If you look at his game-by-game, game, Kareem Hunt's numbers started off really good. As the year progressed, it slowly started to come down. I'm, and I'm not saying it came down a lot because he led the league in yards. But I but on the, if you look at the first half, he had, he had a lot more yards in the first half of the year than the second half of the year. Yes. And, and I think it's because... Um, defenses started to recognize that cream hunt was a force we reckoned with and i believe that the chiefs offense as we saw um the, um, the chiefs began to either start losing games or putting up less points i, I, I think it's going to catch up to cream hunt and, I, and he's gonna have a great year but i think he's not going to have the league leading year or
2: nearly close to that that he had in his regular season also put in put into consideration this the, the, you're 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 a running back in the national football league you are he. He was. He was a. He was their work. He was their workhorse. Okay, so you put it. Put it this way: the longer you are running through the season, the the longer you are running through the season, you are going to get beat up. You are going to be tired. Every running back had that issue. It doesn't matter. And that's fair. So it's not about defenses starting to worry about him more. It's the fact that at, th- th- throughout the season you are going to, you're going to, you're, after you're, you had that wear and tear in your body, you're eventually just, you know, your numbers are going to decline at some point.
3: And, and that's fair, and I, and I could be wrong on that, but I, I'm standing by Kamara has a year uh, a, a that backpedals from, from what it was last season. Like,
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think Kareem Hunt uh, could be a top ten guy. I'd probably have him in my top ten over the Sean McCoy, but... Wow, over Shady. Uh, I have no problem with him being in that top 15. He led the league in rushing last year, caught 50 passes. Um, i seen an interesting stat where I believe he took 60% of his snaps out of a three wide receiver shotgun setup. Yes. And I don't see that changing very often. So I think Andy Reid will find a way to keep this guy uh, productive. Andy Reid always has a way of keeping his running game
0: going, and I, I can really dig that. Um, Andy Reid is, is an offensive
2: mastermind. Question: Should we have me and Dylan each have one player as a Forgotten Player as well?
3: Well, I like my trending letters. Like you have Tyler's Top 10 and the Freedom Forgotten 5. I hate to do this to you, Josh. I really do, but Jay.
2: Well, you're going do it anyway! No,
3: hold on. <laughs> um, but Dylan's name goes with it better. Scott, give me the music. Play, play the Monday night football
0: ah uh, do I have to play the Monday night football music
3: yeah
0: cause I mean, well can I, can I play the NFL primetime music because that stuff's that stuff's a lot better well you know what I, I've got something better for 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 him I, I, <laughs> honestly I I just, for, uh, mr quiet tired Dylan
3: tonight? yeah he hasn't been very red excited blaze.
0: my grad <laughs> oh, oh <geez>. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, you know Dylan Dylan really likes the um I'll
3: do the announcement I have it perfect in my head. Oh, you, it makes it's, sense.
0: It's in your head?
3: Yeah, just wait for it. Oh, jeez. give me my music. Here. Hang on, hang on. Let's jeez. Just be You need to calm down. Well, I guess we can blame Dylan for doing this and bringing it I think I like it.
4: I'm so excited. I'm I'm so excited. I'm
1: oh, boy. And I'm just ten. Oh, boy.
4: I know, I know, I You
1: got three pounds, forgotten five. <laughs> the most dynamic dastardly duels that they forgot. Oh one omission I couldn't believe. Christian McCaffrey. Christian <laughs> <laughs>
4: McCaffrey
1: Caught 80 balls last year. Could very well be a top 10 back this year. I was just wasn't in your forgotten five. And I have one more and I'm going to go ahead and let Riggs uh, lay this one on you. Guys. Well, you have, you
2: have uh, Devontae Freeman. Yeah, Devontae Freeman is huge. He's been a very consistent
3: back, and it's it's hard to, to pass on him in the top ten.
2: I think the biggest issue with Devontae Freeman is they also have tough Tevin Coleman behind him as well. Yep, and
3: that's so. my big reason for dropping him out of my top ten. Is we um, have a second back that can take up a lot of yards from someone. It's tough to consider them to uh, to your uh, big. Uh,
0: my big reason for keeping Devonte Freeman out of my my forgotten five was actually the injury situation. Devontae Freeman's been hurt a lot, and and for you know he broke 1,079 yards, but and then he broke 865 last year. Tevin Coleman is just an added factor, added factor to the whole thing. But you're talking injuries, you're talking Devontae Freeman. I mean that's that's just what it comes down to. So, ladies and gentlemen, I believe.
3: That is our show for tonight. Uh, you guys have anything, anything more to add to your dynamic duo? I mean, I, yeah. I, those two are probably... the <coughs> mission hunt was my 11, 12, 13. Mm. You, you, you grabbed my, my 11, 12, and 13 between times wow. for Forgotten 5 and then Very Dylan's cool. dynamic duo plus Josh. <laughs> but besides that, that's the end of our show. And, uh, you know, so the last few shows we've had some guests, and you, you you never know who might be a part of these shows. Well, we got all kinds of good stuff. I know about. it's it's great. I mean, I think having the, I think having diversity is good. I mean, you, you, you get sick of hearing uh, Scott's voice all the time. So hey, you hear something else for my
0: voice. my voice is
2: very sexy for all the ladies out there.
3: But I, I just want to thank uh, for the third <laughs> show. Thank you, Josh Rigsby, for being a part of it.
2: Yeah, it's. Just... I, I've been gone. I've been pretty busy. So. Yeah,
0: dude's, dude's a busy guy, getting well, his hair cut like and everything, busy shaving his head.
2: Possibly.
3: So, as you're back in town, as you're doing your world tour... Yeah, um, yeah that's, what we'll, that's um, what we'll call it. That's what we'll call it. When, Whenever you're back in town, you're always welcome to show.
2: Yeah, sure. I, and, I always enjoy being here.
0: And uh, Dylan is, is, you know, obviously... We, we had such a good time with you last week, and, and you, you weren't in the mood this week. I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad about it, Dylan. I'm not going to lie, but we're going to have you back next week anyway.
1: Um, I'm excited to be back. You better be excited. You better get excited. Day, man. Long day. School. All that going on. But, uh, you better get loud and proud. Get excited, Dylan. Next week, we'll get closer to real football.
0: Well, I, I hope we're you're excited. I
1: mean, it's the closest thing to free.
2: <laughs> it's week three. Starters are playing. So. Yeah, come on, Dylan. Get excited.
3: And you never know. we may, may have other people that want to get, get involved in, in it, too. And you never know.
2: I could be in town next week.
3: Yeah. And I hope you are.
2: I hope I am, too. I hope
0: you
3: are.
2: The very jaunty
3: Josh Rinkley could be in we're, town. We're, we're done with
0: jaunty. that.
3: Jaunty. No, yeah, jaunty. And jo- we jaunty. Josh system. Jaunty. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take this up offline. Yes. But um, uh, I want to thank everyone for, uh, for for tuning in live and uh, I want to thank everyone in advance for everyone that's going to be listening to the podcast. I know we have a couple of uh, people who listen and download every week. uh... John
2: (laughs) T. Jeez.
3: And special thanks to our producer, Jordan Scavone, for everything he does. And and, uh, especially lately, he's been just shooting out these episodes. I, we, we just recorded last week and I'm sitting at work and all of a sudden I see the next episode go. oh, yeah. we're
0: live. I'm like, oh, crap. He's been very quick about the whole thing. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for all your hard work. We really appreciate you. And please, for all you uh, folks out there, check out, uh, for all you folks with the children out there especially, check out Jordan's books. The Mud Princess. Absolutely. Be mighty. 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 M-I-G-H-T-E. That is the book, Be My Tea. Um, check out that book. It's a wonderful children's story. My kids love it. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it as well.
3: And, and don't forget to check out Dylan Kelly on the D, SPN.
1: The DSPN podcast. DSPN. Uh, we are scheduled tomorrow to release a season preview uh, in-depth of the Michigan football season. So if we that, mm-hmm. give it a check out uh, well, tomorrow. Ours. And... Uh, you know, I know the I know how Michigan fans are. Leave your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> they always leave the oh, feedback.
3: Michigan fans, oh, we're going undefeated. You
4: know,
1: <laughs> oh, every well, it's every year. It's every year
3: <laughs> we're going undefeated. But I want to thank everybody and um, thank you all for being part of it. Josh, Dylan, and um, my co-host here, Scott. Um, I am Tyler Dean, and we'll see you next week for episode nine. Right here on Top. Right here on Top. This is the Outside Blitz.
2: Top of the Corner Cup. <laughs>